here now. Let's have some fun. Everyone would be better off if I was never born. Last Christmas still haunts me. Who are you? I'm Henry Waters. You're safe now. He's not gonna get you. I give you Christmas! I'm the janitor over at the university. Something didn't seem quite right. Damn kids. They all go to hell for I care. This isn't natural, and it sure as hell ain't legal. strikes every couple of weeks. How can that be? You'll be safe now. Yes, yes, y'all, it's going down right now. Episode 249 of the Triple Shots of Moods and Horror Podcast is coming at you live and direct with the homies. JP and Mr. Saucedo, and of course I'd be your host, Moods. Yeah. What's going on, dudes? Yeah. Yo, yo. we back at it for the Christmas show. The Christmas season is back up on us. Yeah. I love this time of year, man. I can't believe how fast this snuck up. Mm -hmm. I can't believe how fast it's already gone. (laughs) Just every year like i think i'm gonna like be responsible and like buy presents like a normal person at an appropriate time and then every year this happens i'm like oh i gotta do that this week i guess oh my god dude i've been done my shopping well i got like one or two things like small things to pick up but i've been pretty much done my shopping for like a month because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I i hate I'm, the I'm, final like i i hate the the final rush and shit. it's just so busy i just don't want to be out there so know. get it done early and then just kind of enjoy this time and shit. more time for rum and eggnogs you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to try <laughs> to get it done like early this week. Yeah. Yeah. I literally have like just one or two things to pick. It's not even a big deal. It'll take me two minutes, but, but yeah, Christmas is upon us again. What is this? Like our 10th Christmas special. Um, I think this is probably, well, I shouldn't say it's probably one of the first ones that we didn't actually have like a listener's poll. So where they could choose the films, but I mean, in retrospect, like first one in a while, we yeah. kind of retired that for the holiday things. Yeah, but to, I mean, now. but to be honest, like two of these films, Calvary from 2006 and Cadaver Christmas, was always on the cusp of being picked anyway. So that's kind of why we chose actually. The show. Calvary was picked. <laughs> oh, it, oh, is is that one of the ones that we did that we? Uh, yeah, so didn't I do like yeah? Because last year's shit all not got, last got all year, but up. the year before, we had uh, a show planned for um, Calvary, The Lodge, and Elves. Right, and we ended up not actually recording that show. So last year we did Elves. This year we did Calvair, and then maybe next year we'll do The Lodge with whatever other two films. But I did want to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. I think next year what we should do, since we've had like ten solid years of of Christmas reviews, is for the Christmas show. Actually, we should do a top ten Christmas horror films. I'd be super down with that. Instead of doing reviews, just do, a, just do a top 10. Yeah. Well, okay. I think we should do like 
for the the episode that posts like the week of christmas we do the top 10 christmas films and then the week before that we could just do like a three reviews for christmas we do okay. like two type christmas shows yeah yeah uh, like top 10 shows are just a ton of fun like I'd, I'd right and and i've i've always planned on doing like branch out and do like other i mean me and moods have always planned on doing yeah. other top 10s and not just like year top 10s like obviously we want to do like our top 10 like vampire films and stuff like that but it's just finding the right time to slide it in but i think now is appropriate for christmas yeah yeah we yeah. totally discussed that because i wanted to, I, I i just i really wanted to do like a top 10 like werewolf show or something like that yeah yeah and then yeah so this would be good start with christmas why not top 10 christmas horror films uh um, yeah and and as you can tell from the statistics that i posted uh to tyler and you but i don't think you've seen them uh the top 10 shows pretty much dominate our <laughs> our most listened to shows like i think people love out lists. Of the top 10 top 10 most listened to shows eight of them are top 10 shows lists yeah. are so much fun and absolutely nobody deep dives like you like absolutely no one Mm. Yeah. I was explaining to people that like when we do these, we watch like 75 plus movies and they were like, holy shit, like you guys are insane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, let me guess the other two, the other two in the top 10 are probably franchise shows. Correct. Right. Do you want to take a guess at what two franchises they are there? Now, keep in mind, it would be, it would most likely be stuff that we did 2021 and beyond because Scream is one of be... them. Nope. Really? Wow. Nope. I thought it's just such a popular franchise you think people would click on that but but then again and maybe it's so popular people don't want to click on it <laughs> i don't know right. yeah um, you would think that would get extra hits now too if like the new screams coming out mm -hmm. yeah actually i'm sure uh, it's paranormal activity and saw there. maybe nope nope wow i have I no idea i don't then. remember i don't think i looked this deep into it's it. uh it's actually uh return of the living dead what and uh the other one was the evil dead Oh yeah, evil, evil that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, but Return of the Living Dead really is definitely a surprise. Maybe they yeah. search Evil Dead and they also get that and that comes up. And like all <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. The, the review I got in like four words because Dave said literally every single thing that I was going to say, and I'm like, well, fuck. What the hell is there to say? <laughs> yeah, well, he yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, he like literally. Our number one show is uh, of all time. Now, keep in mind again. From 2011 on when we made the transition from horophilia because we basically i, I at one point it was either the ilsa show or it was the i spit on your grave show yeah yeah but it wouldn't be the ilsa show now because when we move over to the new thing it would only count listens from 2021 on so that would be a lot of ground to make up right but i'm talking about on our uh through spotify slash downloads like apple podcast stuff like that mm -hmm. um since 2021 so it'd be it would be shows posted 2021 and forward most likely right it's the top um, 10 show what do you think it is top 10 top of, of 85 the one 85 right the i'm one trying to remember uh, what we did in this time i can't even remember Dude, we've done so many shows. I always, I, I'm so bad with like show. Oh, heck, was it 94? No, it's actually it, most surprising it, one that it could be is 2005. Tyler, you should have known that because we talked about it yesterday. Oh, 2005. Really? Did we do 91? I, I don't want to get into the plane ride from hell. Oh my god, dude! I, my brain is fried <laughs> yesterday. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 91 should have been during that era, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But 2005, that's our most listened to show, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, man. People love lists, man. I, I, I always say lists are for dummies, but. You know, I mean, I love lists. Those are my favorite. No, I love things. lists too. They're just, they're just like fun to, they're fun to seek out and, and, you know, kind of go through and talk about like, I, I never take lists seriously, but you know, some people take it. Well, people get mad about your list. Like those, that's when it gets kind of cringe. <laughs> Dude. It's so funny yeah. when people tell me where I should have stuff on my favorite list. I'm like, oh, so you know, my taste better than me. Okay. That's fucking weird. These aren't best of lists. Come on. But anyways. <laughs> Just like a best of list to everyone is even just going to look completely different. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for when I, when I check out lists too, I just want to see the, the, you know, the variety. I want to see the difference in lists and stuff like that. It's, it's always interesting. Like I don't look at people's lists and go, Hey, uh, that movie's fucking terrible. Like if it's on their list, they like that movie. So that's what counts. Right. And that's why like, it's really cool that you get like five, we get five people to do it. And it's like, well, five people with different tastes and you comparatively see what makes everybody's list and like, where stuff lands on everybody else's kind of cool and like gives you a wide like a way larger scope yeah i like when dave does the stats for like our shows because even last year like we had a lot of unique films and stuff like the lists were quite different last year for the the year-end show weren't they i think that was one that we had a lot of different films but i think this year might be i feel like this year i think it'd be a lot different this year so i don't think there's any like real consensus like no at all no this year definitely doesn't have it to me it feels like there's no like bonafide like you know, f- f- kind of, you know, that one film that most of us are going to have is like number one or two or something yeah. like that, right? I just I feel like there's, there's a, not like, that ab- film. I don't, e- I don't think there's like anywhere close, like a bonafide, like top tier. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess it depends. Like, I mean, I like a couple films more than a lot of other people and, you know, vice versa and things like that. So, I mean, I, I, I can think of like at least one film. I know it's going to be on probably all of our lists. Yeah. But if it's as high what as one or two, <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. Really? Yeah, I don't we'll, know. Maybe. we'll save it for a couple of weeks, man. We're doing the show. In a yeah, honestly, of like Did something every- big come out that I'm missing. <laughs> I can't remember. There's literally only one I can like. I would say for sure would be like that. I have on my list right now that would make all of ours. Huh. Okay. Interesting. I mean, well, okay. I mean, I- I'm thinking maybe like when evil lurks might pop up on most people's lists. I'm thinking oh, I haven't seen that yet. So <laughs> it's just kind of one of yeah, the, I think that's going to be a strong, but I can also see somebody not liking that movie. I don't think it's so good that like you like they would, someone would be like, I have, don't have a yeah, there's definitely people that like that movie not. more than I did. Like I saw a lot of like nine yeah. out of tens and nine and a half out of tens and shit. And I was like, well, I wasn't even that high on it, but, but then again, uh, I only yeah, watched I, it once, but it was good. I think we're at a point too. Where people are like starving to give something like, like just like, this is this is the one yeah just, we've had a drought like we haven't had just like that big like culturally like this movie fucking rules movie in a couple of years yeah i know this this year has been i mean it's you know after we read out like all the films that were coming out from bloody disgusting last week and stuff it, it felt like you know oh yeah this year's gonna get a little bit stronger and i don't know man <laughs> yeah like, i, I kind of took a step back with my thoughts i was like i don't know man Th- this week i kind of had a step back too <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't actually watch a whole lot of 2012. Oh, actually, no, I, you know, I did watch a couple. I watched one, two, three, four, I guess five technically with uh, It's a Wonderful Knife, which we'll be talking about later on in the show. So, yeah, I watched five 2023 films this week, which is interesting. Um, most of them were decent to okay. One was pretty shitty. 
I, I don't recommend watching Natty Knox. That was pretty shitty. Okay, wasn't on my list. Yeah, that one. Good cast, but I no. I got an eight. Yeah, I got an eight for twenty twenty three. You watched eight eight? Wow, crazy. Yeah, actually, no. I've I watched a couple stinkers. Yeah, like Natty Knox and Where the Devil Roams. I didn't like at all. Um, did you guys end I up watching where the, the Devil Roams? Was pretty cool. I didn't. I Which couldn't one? get into. I couldn't get into it, dude. The movie just bugged me, man. I liked. I liked the idea of it, and I liked the cinematography. I thought it was shot pretty well and stuff. And I don't know. There, there was just something about the way it was constructed, like with the flashbacks and and just the start, like just the way it played out and shit. I just, I, I couldn't get into it, man. I really couldn't. Did you guys end up yeah, watching I, the sacrifice game? No, I didn't. Uh, watch no, that. Not on my no. list. Didn't watch that one. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I thought I, I, I didn't deep. really. I didn't really care for it that much. I, th- I can see people uh, liking it though, but it's just so predictable, man. I, I was like, it, it kind of hurt it for me, but I just didn't really. Yeah, Lord, Lord of Misrule. I literally okay. There was a point in the movie where I was like, I know how this is gonna end, and I tapped my iPad to see how much time had elapsed, and it was thirteen minutes and thirty one seconds. And oh my that's god, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so I guess overall this week wasn't actually that strong. I did watch The Passenger, which I really liked. I thought that was pretty good. Um, I think my winner for the week was uh, the Hell House movie. I thought that was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I watched it what a couple weeks ago. It was pretty pretty solid, man. Yeah, I thought that movie was like actually genuinely creepy, and like the way they kind of like I don't know, I just like they have a way of like spellbinding reality into it. I really liked it. No, it, there is some creepy ass parts in it, man. I I know what you're saying, man. Like I was generally getting creeped out with that shit too, man. There's, it, you know, I kept reading online that like, oh, the acting's so bad in this. Like, it was like, oh my god, really? Because you guys know my thoughts on found footage yeah, films. I didn't and think shit. there like, was like, be- like I, I'll, ba- I'll bang on bad acting. I really don't think the acting was bad at all in this. No, no, and like honestly, if the acting was bad in it, it would have really suffered. It, it makes these movies not work, right? It just yeah, doesn't exactly. fucking work if it doesn't feel real. So, but I thought, I thought it was really well done. Like the acting was good and it was it was like fuck man it was kind of intense in parts and shit man it was solid man so got no yeah i agree it's about that one solid for sure yeah definitely better than you know the the sequels because we did the we did the trilogy right i guess that's another roundup one jp that we got to do which one uh the new hell house movie because uh we did the trilogy right (laughs) yeah didn't we do that with with uh mr snore merriman didn't yeah, you? I think it was. My, and I, th- and I think I he fell like asleep he on the show, too. <laughs> like, uh, literally fell asleep. That's funny. Have you guys heard of The Passenger? Oh, I, I mean, I, I think we talked about it last week on... Was it on the Bloody Disgusting list? I can't remember, but it's got, uh, you know, Kyle Gallner in it and shit. Um, I It sounds familiar. Not um, <clears throat> Sorry, okay. not ringing. Oh, yeah. Okay, me. yeah. This is on my list. That's why it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's... it's. It, I thought it was pretty good. Decent, decent looking decent watch anyways so um but yeah no not not overly the uh the strongest fucking week for we're at a point yeah i'm at a point right now of 2023 where decent is making my list i know man i'm just, I'm just getting freaked out like i seem to be ticking off all these films. i haven't even started putting mine together yet so like i have like a yeah i have like a loose raking um and last week i was at like okay i have like six maybe seven movies i'm i'm really happy with to put on my list and then that's exactly the same this week but you know, this is the problem though. We're struggling to get 10 official yeah. films to get on this list. Like, where in I watched years, eight like, and I thought like, I'm, I don't think I'm struggling that bad. I feel like I'll easily start with eight. Man, I, I think 
I just, I want to feel like really, really like, you know, you know, even a couple years ago, I remember I had like 22 films that were going for like 10 spots. I'm like, man, all these films could be in my top 10. Like, I just don't even yeah. get close to that type of like quality. Yeah. I have like you know? five, probably five or six. I'm not embarrassed to like have on my list. Or oh, anything. No, like, totally. They're pretty good. But like, there's only like six to seven. I'm like, yeah, I, this is, this movie is a standout. Yeah. So what, uh, what 23 films did you watch this week? So like me, not a very strong one. I watched well, one of them. You, one of them you liked that we talked about last week, actually. But all right, I watched *Raging Grace*. I thought that was decent. Um, I thought I watched *The Bone Woman*. Uh, I watched mm-hmm. *Woman of the Photographs*. Both huh. of those I thought were kind of eh. Uh, then I watched *Hell House*. I thought that was decent. Uh, we got to It's a Wonderful Knife. Then I watched Lord of Misrule, which I thought it was decent. Mm. Uh, I watched No One Will Save You after that. It was the movie I really didn't like. It just didn't oh. work for me at all. Oh, the alien film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I watched... I, I just finished... Um, There's something in the barn. I thought that was all right. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work for you. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I, I, I actually kind of enjoyed it, man. It, it, it held my attention. So it didn't like not hold my attention, but I just felt like it, like it was trying to do like so many different things and it could have just, I felt like it could, if it just focused on like the alien home invasion part, like you right. could have had like a tight, like tense thriller that would have been a lot cooler. And I kind of mm. just thought like the whole part where she didn't talk was really strange. Like, I really don't know what it was adding. Cause like, there's definitely parts like you said, where I would have like yelled, I would like, well, yelled. they're going for the whole twilight zone episode right where there's like no dialogue i think that's what they're playing off of oh that probably is i didn't know about that but as so, so someone as me that's like watching as an outsider which is probably the case for most people mm. i also like think it's well, like, it like it, well that's what i said when i kind of gave that like mini brief thoughts on it I, I thought it was strange too because like you know not like even if you're by yourself in in a situation like that you're probably going to say something out loud Right? Yeah, you would at least yell, like the average you know person I mean? would say something. It just seems so weird that she doesn't even say one fucking word. I thought she was <laughs> supposed to be mute, and I missed something that just didn't tell us. But then she like has a line of dialogue or two right there, and I was just yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you uh, did you watch anything this week, JP? Twenty threes. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, not not a lot. I had a really uh, slow week this week. Um, I watched. Uh, there's something. I actually uh two new christmas um movies i watched uh there's something in the barn so uh tyler watched that as well um there's something in the barn i actually really enjoyed that one uh it's basically a family moves to was it finland tyler um i think it's norway it is norway Norway. yeah it's norway Um, actually yeah and uh did I? Did we talk about this movie last week? Yeah, I think yeah you brought it up last week. You actually week. said you. Yeah, you brought it up last week. That's. I was like, oh, I'll just. So watch I this. watched it last week. Then okay, <laughs> never mind. I can't remember. Um. So then I watched um a creature was staring, which is a new 2023 Christmas horror film as well. Oh, I got about halfway uh, into one, it and I fell asleep. Yeah, uh, really. <laughs> That's um, assuring. This one, uh, it follows a a mom and a daughter who are like out. In, on christmas eve and two like sort of intruders like break into their house uh you get the sense that the the mom is like protecting the daughter from the outside world or something maybe something's wrong with the daughter um and i will say this the christmas vibe is really thick in this one i i, I did like the the lights and all the the, the christmasy feel 
Uh, it it goes into weird territory though. It's kind of ridiculous. I, I, I don't I, like I said. I got about halfway in it. I, I still got to finish it. But like, I wasn't really <laughs> buying Taylor Scout Compton as like a fucking like a highly religious girl for some reason. Like right away, it just made me laugh. I'm like, she just does not fit this part at all. I, I felt like she was totally miscast in this movie. I didn't even fucking realize that was her until like halfway through the movie. Okay, I noticed right away because I I remember because I, I I clicked on it. I was like, what movies? I'm like, oh yeah, it's a new Taylor Scout Compton movie. And then like I started watching, I was like, Scout, Scout Taylor Compton, Scout Taylor Compton, whatever. And I was like, oh my god, she's <laughs> totally miscast in this movie. So I, I didn't fall asleep because I wasn't enjoying it. Like I thought it was, it was getting really weird. And like the the shit that was going on was like, what the fuck? Um, I just had a really really long week at work. I mean, it's Christmas season, right? So we're busy as flying fuck. And I was tired as hell. Yeah. So it's nothing to do with the film itself. I, I'm actually looking forward to finish. I might even finish it after we record tonight because I only got about 40 minutes left in it. I think it was starting to get pretty twisted when I when I when I passed out. So, but yeah, it's it's uh it's not like the best movie in the world, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a very small movie. Uh, I thought the lead was an interesting casting choice. I actually thought she like the the mom character. I actually thought she did a really good job as well. Mm -hmm. um, not typically like the type of role that you know uh, actor that you would cast in that role, but I I thought it worked really well. Um, and yeah, so that that one, you know, another Christmas film. I'm I'm always happy with that. Uh, there's a lot this year. It's kind of crazy. There's a lot, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I did check out Infinity Pool finally, Brent, Brandon Cronenberg's new movie. Um, that one, I after I finished it, did I was you watch like, the uncut version? I did not. I, I, I and I only okay. found this out afterwards from listening to a podcast okay, talking so about. There's only a couple parts. Like I don't know what the difference is because I didn't see the theatrical. I, cut, I hear but. the big difference is like you see a penis being jerked off right right yeah, and i knew right away i was like well that's obviously not the theatrical i'm like, this part obviously isn't <laughs> so like you, you know it right away that it's something that i think that was with uh possessor too right there was a couple parts like that with dinks and shit. yeah so yeah, there's a couple of dicks and possessor i think yeah. I, yeah. so what did so you think I, of? I, I totally forgot all about that there was a uncut version out there um but infinity pool so after it after it ended i was like that was kind of interesting um very Brandon Cronenberg feels right up his alley and oh, uh I was like but I, I I'm kind of probably with more with a couple other people that I didn't think it was really that that great and then like after a few days had passed and I was still thinking about it I I raised my rating and I was like I actually really like that movie I can't um, wait to rewatch it. It's I'm like only... one of those movies. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch it. The same it. thing happened with Possessor too. Like it took me, I had to like let it marinate to really like appreciate it. Well, it's it. a lot to take in because it's strange yeah. and it's so different, but that's what I like about Cronenberg, you know, baby Cronenberg is that like, he's, he's got really unique narratives like his father did. Right. Like yeah. they're just so, well, they're so unique. And like, that's what just sucks me in, man. Like it, I just cannot stop. I'm like, man, it's just so refreshing to see a director doing something so different and shit like in, in this day and age, because I mean, there's millions of movies that are made every single day and it's amazing. You can come up with a narrative like this and be like, holy fuck, it's so different, you know, but I, I so honestly, I disagree with a lot of the things that people were the, a lot of the things that people said they didn't like about the film, um, that they actually literally said that were kind of bad and shit. And I was like, well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> But it is what it is. Yeah, uh, we all have different tastes and shit. And I just get, I got sucked into this movie so easily. And I was like, fuck, man. But, you know, I mean, 
I feel like I'm a little bit biased though also because like antiviral and possessor are like two of my favorite films in like the last like 10 12 years right I love those two yeah. films so um I think it's better than antiviral but not as good as possessor um yeah yeah I agree I agree I, I, I like agree with that, that also I like that um the thing I, that I like about Brandon Cronenberg so far with these three films is uh he's kind of hitting this niche that um i feel like is kind of a, a void and that's like sort of this sci-fi horror yeah niche mm. that, that's very true the the sort of twilight zone black mirror type thing that doesn't really get made in in movie form very much anymore right um at least not in a more mainstream way because his last two films have had like some mainstream success uh, but I like that all of his films feel like they're taking place like a couple years into the future or like just, a, you know, on the grand scale of time, like they're not quite futuristic. I guess they kind of are, but they're not, they don't feel like so far ahead. They just feel like minutes into the, in the future on like the grand time scale. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and I kind of like that about him where it doesn't feel it, it still feels very grounded in our world but it's clear it, it's clearly like in the future a bit but it still right. it feels like not far off you know what i mean mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i like about him so far so i'm i'm actually big big fan of him and i look forward to everything that he, that he continues to do um and honestly like mia goth was really good in this as well I think this uh, is her best performance. Yeah, that's what, like yeah. a lot of criticisms come about her performances. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was like the one thing I walked out, not the one thing, but like, I can one see major people part being annoyed of the by film her and not liking her. Yeah. But I mean, like she had an assignment and she filled the and she like fulfilled the assignment. Right. Yeah. I, I again, think she's it, awesome. It, it, it all like comes as out an actress, too. like I think she I think she's super good as an actress. And honestly, like I I look forward to every time i see that she's in a movie same thing with uh like on taylor joy um and uh actually did you guys see the um the new mad max movie they, they're making yeah. new mad max and it is she's like the star of it no i did not see that on a taylor joy i'm always behind on the shit man i just saw a fucking commercial today for the new uh color purple movie i was like what the fuck they read yeah, i would movie? i would totally is it in a mini series or it's maybe it's a, I was like, what the? I, I think it's a mini series. Okay, maybe that's what it is. I have no idea, but what I was just it? like blown away. The color purple. The color. I was like, no, they're I remaking think it's a theatrical film. Yeah, maybe I could be wrong. It. But anyways, I was like, I'm oh, a they, fucking they, idiot. They remade the color I'm purple. Like, they literally sorry. show the trailer in the movie theater all the time. I go to the movie theaters with my headphones and I don't watch trailers. Okay, Dave Z. Dave's <laughs> <smart> for that. <laughs> um, but yeah so oh and the only other thing i watched was uh i watched it's a wonderful life oh no i watched suitable flesh as well what do you and, think of suitable uh, flesh yeah that i thought it was decent um i've not been like impressed impressed by a joan lynch film ever i think this I is think. one of his better films to be honest like and that, <laughs> and that goes to say kind of like how weak some of his films actually are because like i yeah. don't think this is spectacular uh, but i i did like it like i mean barbara crampton was good in the film and um it was just fucking weird to see Heather Graham in that role. Yeah. Like yeah. really fucking weird. Yeah, it was man. good. It was good. I picture her as roller girl, man. You know, she's fucking roller girl. <laughs> you know, but uh 
I don't know. It was just it was an interesting cast to see Heather Graham in a film and Barbara Crampton is just trippy to me. But yeah, but yeah, you definitely had a slow fucking week. That's for sure. Yeah, I did watch It's a Wonderful Life, which is like over two hours. So yeah, I watched a bunch of random Christmas films. I rewatched Christmas Bloody Christmas. I fucking love that movie, man. I feel like I watched other stuff that I forgot the logs. Uh, it usually hits me because I, I, I'm like really bad with keeping up with my letterbox logs lately. Mm-hmm. And like stuff will just hit me like days afterwards. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot the log. I do it right away. So too. I don't forget. Cause I, I know I've forgotten to do shit like in the past. Like, you know, I'll be out at somewhere watching a film and I'm like, oh fuck, I totally forgot to log that shit. Oh, I want, I did watch uh, like half of the brain too which is technically a Christmas movie. Uh, Joe oh, the Joe the Bob? Brain and Ginger Dead Man. Yeah. yeah I got it in a few 2011 too. Speaking of fucking Charles <laughs> Band. So Horcon just announced Charles Band's going to be there. I'm like, yeah. I met him once at Cinema Wasteland briefly. I didn't get a picture or anything signed and stuff. I just talked to him for like a brief second. But uh, but yeah, so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what am I going to bring to get signed? The guy's done like a million fucking movies. Like, what would you get signed from Charles Band? What would I get signed from Charles Band? Yeah. I would just, I would be boring and get Puppet Master signed. Uh, uh, but he didn't even direct that. He didn't, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. who directed Puppet Master? <laughs> oh, it was the guy that made Taurus Trap, right? He directed, yeah. like, he directed uh, one of the later shitty sequels. He directed some of the later sequels that are fucking awful. All right. He directed all the really I don't bad know then. He didn't direct a puppet master until like the tenth one. That's what I'm saying. For some like, reason, I thought he directed it. No, he never did that one. I guess so. I mean, I could go back well, real early. Maybe get like parasite signed. That would be kind of interesting. I wonder how many people get parasite signed. I was working with a I very do, unfamous I, Demi Moore I would, at the time. I would get my Charles Band signed certificate of authenticity signed. <laughs> 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 i have a, i have one That's of those such a meme i love it. The, the puppet master trunk is actually signed twice by charles band it's signed on the outside and numbered and then there's a certificate of authenticity. is that the one with all the puppet master kind of like that really big heavy one no no this is the the first trunk they ever did oh, it okay, was yeah, um, that one. just puppet master access to evil and the original puppet master right 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 so i have that big heavy one that weighs like fucking 400 pounds i should bring that to get signed That'll yeah. be annoying to carry around. Hey, can you sign this yeah. fucking this locker? I, mean, I guess I you would know. Get- you know what I would get signed now. Now that I think about it, but again, I think it fucking comes signed. Is that Empire box or not Empire? The the new box that they just did the uh, like hit the first ten uh-huh. films he produced or something like right, that. Right. Get the Dungeon yeah, Master the thing, signed. Yeah, Dungeon Master. I actually thought of that. Dungeon Master and uh, like either Parasite or something like that. But I don't know, just something kind of different. But either way, I got to figure it out. So, oh, and they also announced. Um, oh, fuck. What's the guy's what actual should, name? Here's what you do. What's his he, name? I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be selling his book. Just buy his book and have him sign that. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, there you go. He What's did an autobiography recently. I, I haven't got to it yet. I did the Don Coscarelli one over the summer, which was really good. But uh, I haven't done the Charles Band one yet. Nice. Um, fuck, what? what the hell's the guy's fucking name? I can't. I'm, dude, I'm like totally Who? just having a brain fart right now, man. Um, 
the 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 actor that plays Billy in Silent Night Deadly Night. What's his real name? Um, oh, Billy, I don't fucking know, dude. You <laughs> pull that up, man. That's that's so annoying. Uh, anyways, that guy's gonna be there, so I get obviously Silent Night Deadly Night sign. That's pretty cool. Um, I I would want to meet uh, Ricky. Robert More. Brian Wilson is his name. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I, I want to meet I can, Ricky, dude. I just that, know that's Billy. I want to meet. Yeah, Ricky would be cool, man. He actually does conventions though, doesn't he? I think he does. Dude, that guy like disappeared forever and then they they found him recently. Yeah, but then but, didn't he start doing conventions because of that? Like dude, I don't know. I have no clue. Okay. But dude, I fucking love Dude, I love Silent Night Deadly Night Part 2. I was watching that the other night too. Yeah, it's it's a goofy fucking movie though. That's for sure. The, the worst thing you could do is watch the first one and then the second one. Oh yeah yeah you got to watch one or the other so yeah um i really only watched like a couple 2011 films i only watched masks and basically a cadaver Ooh. christmas that's all i watched this week oh i love masks mask. is high in my interest level mask i've never seen that mask actually th that's one of those weird films that made my top 10 I list in 2012 thir but now 13 or 13 because that's when we got the release of it it was in 2013 yeah. it was brand new to us and now on this retro show it could be like the first film that's going to pop up on two lists if it does make a list yeah, so funny. that's fucking weird and that's actually the film that i was referring to jp like what happens if like i have a film that was on a top 10 list and it's gonna be on another one just keep it just it, just put it on your 2011 because it because if we ever finish all of these years we could always go back and adjust them yep <laughs> no, maybe, like, maybe this is maybe, an update maybe 13 just needs out. to be updated 13 needs to be updated because i bet you have yeah. to film i bet you there's other films in that list that well there's definitely updated. alice kills oh yeah that wasn't supposed to yeah that's right because that's 2011 that's yeah that's uh, honestly yeah. like i would be surprised if that doesn't uh, make at least one list what's the other one you're next yeah you're oh, yeah, next, your next that was, was like 11 yeah, yeah because we yeah. got all those releases that year that was so weird like well well now and and this is interesting right this is really it, i've noticed this but when we first started the show 2013 it was very very common for a film to play festivals and not get distribution for two full years later yeah now yeah. it's almost uh now it's completely down to like one year if a film plays in 2022 festivals it'll come out in 2022 at the end of the year or 2023 it, it oh, doesn't really happen multiple years later like it used to but that was very common in 2011 10 mm -hmm. 9 you know just where all film these, yeah. play festivals it just shows you the pace of the world that we live later. in now there's just it, right? there weren't all these streaming networks like there's so many places right. that you can distribute movies now that you just couldn't back then like a lot of Dude, the times at festivals well, it's even, the, when even, we started the show there was literally hulu and netflix yeah we were just talking about that but like even with theatricals to like physical media releases now is like a month later oh it's yeah it's, it's so fast now remember back in the day man it used to take like almost a full year to get like your the VHSs, i remember it that the Dude, it was, it, sometimes it was like a year and a half before you'd get you know to actually rent that shit but like and then that started to speed up a little bit but now it's like like i just saw this movie in the theater and the and the blu-ray is up for pre-order like i've seen pre-orders on physical media when the movie's still in the fucking theater <laughs> like that is crazy if shit, something man. like takes like three four months like barbie and oppenheimer did for example because they're saving it for like the holiday season right like that mm -hmm. feels like a long time to me right yeah that's uh it's pretty crazy man so
but yeah only two 11s man masks yeah I think uh I think you'll really dig masks it's it's a it's a it's a German like neo giallo right yeah I was re that's like I have like five or six I'm really interested in that's one of them um I watched that movie the divide that both you guys watched uh overall it, I see it was really weird because there's some stuff about the movie I thought was atrocious and I thought there was some stuff that was like really really good mm-hmm so I end up like thinking like it's it's decent overall, but I think it could have made some better choices. I agree with both of you about like the whole outside thing. Like, yeah, I think it is a total MacGuffin to just like show them that they can't leave the room. Mm-hmm. Probably that's where like and that's where they spent. But most like of the in budget. my mind, I I also th- yeah, I know. I kept thinking it, it was like, like the most interesting part of the movie was the exactly. Shit it just seems like it seems like something that's going to be a way bigger part of the movie. Yeah, and uh, like. It seems like the movie's going to go in a completely well, different direction. Especially when you have a child that gets abducted, and then that's the fucking end of it. Yeah. Like, I know, like, so I was bizarre. surprised that like, the guy, like, he ran in there, like, like saw the kid, like, oh, shit. And, like, that was it. I'm no more kid. It's so weird, right? It's, it's like they just had all these ideas, and they just didn't run with some of them. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, like, I don't know. Maybe it was the casting, but I didn't, like, like I'm sure you guys know, like, how just a couple, like, Char- oh, there's like three or four characters overall that like i just like i know they're like like succumbing to like being starring and like going delirious and shit but people are just acting so fucking stupid mm. i couldn't stand that girl's boyfriend oh, the yes. guy that was like a wuss mm. oh my god i was like dude i'm not saying like i'm a tough guy or anything but like if i was in a situation where like you literally have like these things are inevitably going to happen to you and your fiance. Like I'm going to, I'm going to lay, I'm going to fight to the death. Like I'm, I'm laying down my life. What movie are you guys talking about? The divide. Well, well, welcome to the show. He's been on, we've been on this for like seven fucking minutes. Well, I wasn't here. So (laughs) where'd you go? I had to answer the door. Yeah. He was talking about the divide. So, yeah, I was saying some stuff was really, really, really good. And some stuff was like outrageous to me. Yeah 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 i liked it overall i liked it like i enjoyed it i just got like frustrated at some of the writing at one point there's a there's a lot of post-apocalyptic movies this year yeah i was looking at that list there's a whole bunch from 11 yeah yeah there's like a good like four or five i think at least yeah the taint (laughs) <laughs> yeah i guess I, I, I guess so right it kind of like is i th- I think is like the day i guess is kind of like one like that too yeah Isn't the day like hell is and hell is as well hell is uh like i forget what country it's from yeah i've never seen that one not, i've never seen that film i like it it's pretty cool um I, like i said before i have it under the apocalypse version um mm. because walmart didn't want can't allow it out under can't. hell yeah. The darkest hour. It looks like an alien invasion movie. Oh, dude, that brings br- bringing up like uh, name changes and stuff. Uh, <laughs> totally, uh, we pretty much need to delete our channel because we're pretty fucking stupid, dude. Uh, apparently, we were talking about Malum and Last Shift as if it was a foreign movie when it what fucking wasn't. <laughs> oh, I know. No, I, I know. Somebody brought that to my attention. I was like, you know what? I was like, fucking, oh, yeah. I'm like, you're completely fucking right. And like, I even own The Last Shift. And for some reason, my brain was thinking that it was a fucking foreign film. And I swear I was thinking The Last Shift. Well, because circus. that's how it normally is whenever things get remade. Yes. It's but like, it's, it's so fun, right? Because I, I might have been thinking The Last Circus when I was thinking of Last Shift, even though I was thinking The Last Shift, but I was thinking of like the foreignness of Last Circus. I don't know what the fuck it was. 
but like right when you said that i was like yeah you're totally right we're fucking morons we don't even know what <laughs> yeah, we're talking we're about why are you guys even here listening we have no idea what we're <laughs> like, talking about ever i hadn't we're seen morons. it i claim no no ownership in this <laughs> yeah like i literally have the fucking dvd i'm so stupid man i, I don't know it's yeah, funny how too, your brain just I remembers mean... <laughs> things oddly like but i think in my mind like i said i was thinking the last circus right for some reason i thought it was fucking irish dude like I just know. i i thought but it was even then film. but even then i mean it's that's still kind of english it, no it's definitely english but it's fucking it's out least, the country english. No, i only say that because some because some irish it's by the sea english i well, only say the dudes that. from fucking boston i mean <laughs> Right. I only say that with some Irish films, like you have no choice, but you have to watch a shit on, with subtitles on because like you can't understand the thing they're saying. Like some of the accents Irish are Boston so heavy. people are like the greatest Boston people. Yeah. The most outrageous Boston types of people. <clears throat> uh, yeah. <laughs> so what else you watch from Eleven? Um. Oh. Also, real quick, I did want to bring this up too because someone else messaged me about the show. Uh, so, the, remember we were talking about that book, the TV horror movie book? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Turns out, fucking Vinegar Syndrome sells that book. Wow. Because somebody insane. was like, yeah, I just picked it up from Vinegar Syndrome like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. I had I no like, idea. I've I never didn't seen even it. fucking know. I, it's <laughs> so crazy because I didn't, I've never seen it on the website. But then again, I usually just go there to grab like the latest packages and stuff. I don't really surf around the 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 site that often so yeah, but that's cool yeah. if you can get it through there like how much is it on the website because i, like I saw it on, or something yeah i saw it on amazon i think it's more expensive than that but yeah yeah it does look like a pretty cool read though I, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, i might order i might take a look at that next time i order something from vincent mm -hmm. uh but yeah i watched the movie hard labor uh it's a spanish like kind of like I think it's one of the, you ever like watch one of those movies where you think it's like has something it, it makes way more sense to people that are actually like part of the culture yeah i felt mm -hmm. like one of those movies i felt usually like, japanese movies <laughs> but yeah this was i kind of felt like i just like had a disconnect with it because i think it was just way more like culturally relevant than like someone like me watching that's what i feel like when i watch russian films that are kind of political I'm like, I don't fucking understand yeah. Russian politics. <laughs> Russians really like on. like poetry, like like poetic type of movies and like war movies. Yeah, and they love combining the two. And sometimes it's like real heavy and like really Russian. I know. I always feel like you you, you almost feel so awkward when you're in your basement all by yourself and you're like, I have a huge disconnect with this because I don't fucking understand a thing that's going on. Yeah, like you get what you're seeing, but you don't fully understand the true meanings of it because. Well, I mean, if you're watching a Russian political Russian film, I have no idea about Russian politics. Hell, I barely even yeah. know Canadian politics for fuck's sakes. So, but yeah, like some of the shit just goes right over my head. I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, so. I've seen a handful of Russian films I think are like legitimate masterpieces, but the only like two I have any desire to like rewatch is that movie Come and See. I'm pretty sure you guys have seen that, but that movie kind of stands out as just yeah. being like a, like a really crazy war movie. Yeah. And there's this movie Mirror that's like really more of like a dream like like poetic type of movie from one like a famous russian filmmaker but like i've seen several that i think are great but like they're just so like they're so far away from like what i understand right and like they're so far like they're so far out of like my usual comfort zone of movies it's even like watching yeah. like french comedies and shit like sometimes their jokes are like oh that was a joke yeah and you're like um, oh fuck it's like not fucking funny there's a lot I, of like out of all of the out of all of the comedy in all of like literally like 
foreign films that I've seen. I feel like the one that's the most easily understandable is like Korean films. I agree, dude. I'm so glad you said that. Korean comedy and like uh, um, yeah, like it's Hong like because sometimes. Comedy. Yeah, in Hong Kong, yep. Because sometimes you watch like a foreign film and you don't know if it's supposed to be funny because you're not like used to how how like their yeah. tone is with stuff. <laughs> but like with like South Korean films, I always can like tell the the funny, you know, parts. And uh I just feel like South Korea is very much like North America. It's like, you know, democracy and I, I think they just have very kind of st- um, maybe like the same types of sense of humors and shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it feels like that. It does. Like, I, I get what you're saying because those ones are really easy to to pinpoint, like the jokes and stuff for sure. But yeah, like even, Kong, like, even Italian films, like I'm like, I don't know if that's supposed to be funny or not. <laughs> well, honestly, man, yeah, I, a lot of Italian comedies, man, I don't find fucking funny because they're almost too goofy for me. Like, I just yeah. I can't do a lot of them, man. Like, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of like. I'm not a huge fan of like comedic westerns, and there is some like really goofy yeah, me spaghetti either. westerns. That was something I really yeah. There's like some spaghetti. that works for me. Yes, but there's know. like I really noticed that too when I was plowing through spaghetti westerns last month. That like I really don't like the ones that are heavy on the comedy. Me either, man. It's too fucking goofy at times, man. It just it takes away from what I want to see and shit. I'm just like no, no, it doesn't yeah. work for me at all. But yeah, well, no, Italian comedies. Out, and then there's uh, like you ever and, seen that one? Oh, I'm sorry. And there, well, there's like literally no such thing as like, um, like Russian comedies because you know they they don't they're never laughing at shit. <laughs> they don't laugh there. Yeah. No, no, they don't have no such humor. So, but uh, no, it's like the Germans, man. Like, could you imagine watching like a German comedy? Like, because you know the the you know there's always been a joke about Germans that like they're just they never laugh. They they just have no sense of humor and shit like that. So that would be interesting. Yeah, there's only like German two comedy. German or like Austrian <laughs> yeah. filmmakers I know a lot about, and they have no comedy in like any of their. No, movies. there's like no comedy. Like serious. It's like it's like a disease. Like they don't want to laugh there, so it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Yeah, they're very serious villain. Very serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um. What else? Oh, dude! So I watched a wonderful. It's a wonderful life for the first time ever. That's so oh, crazy, yeah. dude. That's so crazy. That movie is fucking pretty good, man. It is, man. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Yeah. 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 yeah it's really good. It, it reminded me of my set, my, my own life a lot, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but yeah, I know that, that movie, I, I wanted to watch it because if, uh, it's a wonderful knife is sort of riffing on it. I wanted to know, well, it's inside, essentially the same so, setup you know, right you know yeah it's it is it's, yeah it's a core idea mm, um, yeah. which we've seen a million times and a million different things yeah. outside of that as well do you but, feel like people made it out to be like it was way more of a like a riff on it than it was yeah i do that's why i, I that's what i meant where i was like it's yeah. just kind of takes the core idea. that's why i didn't really like bother like just rushing to rewatch it because like i i wanted to go see it in a movie theater like the <laughs> night like last week but i only i didn't get to go that night so i had to be at like some sort of dinner but uh so i was gonna it watch was so weird back. watching the colorized version yeah if you're going from black i've only seen black I've never, and white. i've never seen, seen the colorized black. version before yeah it's crazy. i've seen this movie like my whole life too yeah oh, well I-, I was telling tyler i have it on 4k and I just w- was watching the 4K. And then um, I think I had like a half hour left or something. 
or a little a little more maybe and i forget why i switched over to uh streaming but i don't know if i was at a different place but i can't remember but i finished it on streaming and it was in color and i was like what the fuck <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> yeah but it actually it's i've seen a couple colorized films like night of living dead and a couple other ones this is by far the best one i've seen like i mean it looks like like i don't think you'd be able to tell if you didn't know right yeah i can see it being really good in this one like because there's not like anything that's like special about the black and white it's not like it's noir or something i think the only thing that really stands out um that works better in black and white is the whole bridge sequence Mm mm-hmm I feel like it yeah, looks I can more see scary that. and cold, can, you know? Right. Yeah, I can see that for sure. But yeah, no, that movie's good, man. I, I like it. That uh, I have Miracle on 34th Street here on Blu-ray. I've never seen that one either. Might give like the original? Yeah. yeah. I've never yeah. seen that one. It's a good movie. Original one, yeah. I definitely got to check out Vacation this <laughs> season. I can't, yeah, oh, man. That, that blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I have it on Blu-ray. Might as well take it out after this. You've seen the original Vacation, right? No, that's why. Like, I've put it off. For oh, yeah, we talked about this last. Yeah, time. yeah. I mean, they're not connected, really. But you should also. Yeah, that's watch why. Like, because it's I'll, great. I'll, I'll de- watch yeah, it in I'll the summer. Watch it. <laughs> I meant to go see it when it played in theaters this summer, and I just missed it. I wasn't like I was like kind of in a movie rut at the time or something. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that they were like so connected, like that I would have like missed throwbacks, even if it wasn't like a direct sequel or something that I just put it off. So now that I know, no excuse. No, also, I watched Christmas Vacation before I ever seen Vacation. Yeah, I like growing up, I always only heard about Christmas Vacation, too. And I've never even seen the other two. I want to watch one of them. Vegas. Um, The woman who made a. You've never seen European. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah, the woman that made Fast Films at Ridgemont High made European, so I want to watch it because of that. I have seen Christmas Vacation too, though. Man, I, I didn't even know. I was not aware. I didn't even know National Lampoon's uh, Vegas trip came out until like the mid 2000s. Did it fucking really? I had no idea there was a fourth one <laughs> forever. And I remember I was like, I, I think I was in I like, like Walmart or some shit. Like I have no idea. And I saw like a four pack of like the vacation. I was like, there's a fourth movie. There's a vacation <laughs> movie or there's a fucking Vegas one. I was like, what the fuck? I had no idea. It was, uh, it was just like blew my mind. It was like one of those weird things that I just completely missed. It's strange. Did you ever have the opposite of the ha- that happened where you thought there was a sequel to something and turns out there isn't? I think I've, I think that's happened to me before too. It, it's a Mandela effect, bro. I swear to God, like I'm a million percent sure that I watched Mrs. Doubtfire two growing up. Well, I, swear I mean, to God, man. these things happen, right? I, I was dead fucking set on Last Shift was a fucking foreign movie, so crazier <laughs> things happen, right? Oh Jesus, yeah. Man. It's, it's just weird I how swear your there works. was a Little Rascals too as well. There's not. No. Not that I know, but you know what there is, this is fucking fascinating. So, you know, moods, do you remember how a lot, like two years ago, uh, we went to cinema wasteland and w- we were supposed to go to the Christmas story house, but I died. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know that there's more than just like a couple of those? 
What do you mean? Like the actual house? No, movies. Oh, yeah, 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 no. Um, yeah, there was, a, there was, there's, there was a Christmas story, Christmas story two. And then there's the brand new one that came out, I think last year with Ralphie all grown up and shit like that. No, oh, yeah, I knew, I knew no, that. Bro. No. What's that? Oh, there's no. more than that. There's yeah. more, there's more than that really. Cause I actually have Christmas story, obviously one and two. And then I've never seen the latest one because I think it was streaming like on Hulu. I don't know. We just some streaming network I didn't have. So I've actually never seen a new one, but there's more than three. Yeah, there's eight. What? What the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, are these official yeah. sequels or? No, no, they, they they follow the Parker family, right? So there, there were two before a Christmas Story. What? Okay, I'm, my mind is blown right now. Oh, I get what you're saying. There's there's a series of movies that follow the Parker family, and then this is just one in the line of them. It's the third one called The Christmas Story. But nobody remembers the other Parker movies. They just latch onto a Christmas story because obviously I had no idea. That's so crazy. Yeah, I, didn't mean either. I just, Somebody, I just understand what he's saying. So after we went to the, cause me and Carly did go like a couple months later when we went and visited Dave, uh, we went to the Christmas story house too. And, um, we found this video on YouTube that went through like all the movies like it was like did you know that there were like six ralphies or something or seven ralphies Dude, <laughs> so nice. the first one is called the phantom of the open hearth from 1976. What wow that's so crazy you learn something every day man yeah the second one is called the great american fourth of july and other disasters from 1982. and then one year later we got a christmas story bob clark's and then in 1985, the star-crossed romance of Josephine Kosnowski. And then 1988, you have Ollie Hoppin' Noodles, Heaven of Bliss. And then this is the only other one that I knew existed before the, the new ones. That is, it runs in the family My Summer Story, which also was directed by Bob Clark. It's kind of more of like an official sort of sequel type thing. Have you guys seen that? No. No, I'm looking at these all now. I haven't even heard of any of these. I actually grew up with that one, um, My Summer Story. It's actually pretty decent. It's nowhere near as good as A Christmas Story, but for 10 years later, it's actually like pretty cool. It just basically hmm. follows the summer after Christmas. Uh, um, Kieran Culkin in it and Mary Steenbergen. That's cool. And then A Christmas Story 2 from 2012, which I hear sucked. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Him and then a Christmas story Christmas, which was pretty good. Hmm. Did wow. you watch that one? Christmas story Christmas? No, I just said I couldn't, I didn't have access. It was streaming on some network that we didn't have or whatever. So, yeah, I'm gonna have seen it. No, yeah, I have, I've good. actually heard from a few people that it was actually pretty decent. So, that's crazy. Yeah, it was. It really was. It, it huh. felt it, it captured the vibe, like the. It captured what I kind of wanted out of it. It wasn't at, it wasn't perfect, but like it definitely delivered on like the feels. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, who fucking isn't that crazy though, bro? No, yeah. dude, I am speechless. I had no idea. <clears throat> no, idea. I was like looking these up as you were talking about it too, and they're just so obscure too. Like, like I've never even heard. Reason. I've never even heard any of the titles before. So like, it's not even like I saw something in passing or, or even heard of something. And it's like, wow, no idea. Yeah, dude, they're very obscure. Like some, I think the first one was like a made-for-TV film. 
yeah so probably has no releases yeah, well, yeah like none of none of the cast is like um consistent in any of them yeah mm-hmm. i think it i think the guy who the um the guy who like wrote it it's based on they're based on like a novel which yeah uh, that makes sense i was gonna had, say it's probably based on some like short stories or books yeah that like i guess like the parker family was a series of uh novels or something like along those lines or, or reoccurring characters in some dudes so like in the earlier books. films like so is there actually like a character named ralphie and shit like do they yeah. They, yeah. they port okay so like is he younger or is it just like set in this world where he doesn't is it set in the simpsons world where the kids never fucking grow the the first one the phantom of the open hearth uh says a middle-aged ralph parker introduces the film before the events of the movie flashback to the past set during the late 1940s 1950s america high school aged ralphie prepares for the upcoming junior prom oh high school so yeah they're all proud they're all probably movies where like ralphie's talking about like stories of his childhood yeah right and just jumps around the timeline right well that's kind of that's a cool concept yeah that's kind of neat yeah, I wonder how hard they are to. I like, wonder if they're hard to find or if they're on YouTube or something. I'd be curious to watch them. Just there's a, a they, you know, it falls fails, man. Like there's there is a lot of TV movies on on YouTube, man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's usually the best there place to find is. them because there's so many from that era that have never gotten released, right? It's usually like music rights and shit, and or just there's no interest. Like, I mean, yeah, I, no, could like, you imagine getting like one of these fucking Parker just, family box just sets? Think how popular, like, <laughs> think how popular, like, a Christmas story is. And these are that obscure. Like, yeah. the interest level has just got to be so low. But I mean, if they ever drop like a Parker family box, I'd be all over that shit, man. I mean, like, this is cool. <laughs> they would sell the shit out of that. I'm yeah. sure that the rights are all over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's probably virtually yeah. impossible to do. Yeah. And like, if you're attached to, and if like you have to negotiate rights to fit everything too, if you're going to like, someone's gonna try to negotiate the deal like holding a christmas story which means it's guaranteed to make money like there's not gonna be like anything that's gonna work right yep yeah one of the films um one matt dylan is is like uh, a young matt dylan yeah matt dylan is ralphie in one of them oh really that's really cool that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah, dude. He has some fucking Ralphie sexy tearing. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit, that's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, yeah, we're talking about like twenty-three and eleven Christmas. films and shit. Yeah, Christmas we fell on the rabbit hole of Christmas movies. Yeah, I, I mean, I did watch a couple other ones. I watched like Office Christmas Party. I love that movie, man. That shit's fucking hilarious. Um, Bad Santa Two, Violent Night again. Um, Violent Night's fun. You guys, did you guys like that one or not? Yeah, I, I saw it. I watched that last year. I don't remember like a ton about it, but I remember that one guy. Yeah, it's. I remember fun like now. the only thing I remember much is um the kid like the kids being like shit lords and the guy that like for Christmas was like presenting her with a movie deal. Yeah, it's just fun. I just like the backstory that they give Santa that he was like a fucking he was like a a fucking warrior back in the day and shit. It's cool, man. Oh, like okay, it. yeah, I I saw it in the theater last year, so I'm like I'm a little spotty on it. Yeah, I remember thinking it was like it was like a fun time in the theater. Oh, it's super. Yeah, there's like another similar looking one that came out this year called Silent Night. I know another movie called Silent Night. (laughs) I was like, fuck, there was one last year called Silent Night. Yeah, that's that's the John Woo movie with no dialogue. 
That movie can suck my dick, dude. I fucking hated Silent Night, man. That movie is the most depressing fucking movie ever. Oh, I love that one. Dude. Oh, that's Silent Night. That movie's cool. Yeah. Oh, like that movie, fuck that movie, dude. I was, I was <laughs> like, I wanted to fucking hang myself after I watched that movie. Was so, I was so depressed. <laughs> it was. It was just like so depressing, man. I was like, oh my god, I, I would never watch that again. I would never. Those watch were like movie. my favorite movies. I know. Yeah, that. dude, I loved it. No man, if I was a glutton for punishment, yeah, I would fucking, good, I, I would it. totally watch that shit again, over and over again. But no, fuck that, can't do it. But anyways, the point is another Silent Night movie. That's ridiculous. It's a good title. It's good. I mean, it's obviously it's. Like, was it the mom or the grandma in Silent Night, Beverly D'Angelo? Or not? Yeah, well, the one that you watched. I think the grandma was Beverly D'Angelo. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the whole <laughs> vacation yeah. connection, yeah, it is Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. I, I remember. She's such that a bitch year. in this movie too. She's such a bitch. Yeah, she does a great job. She's one of the highlights for me. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun movie, man. It's it's essentially like Home Alone meets Die Hard. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's a good right? way to put it's it. It's just it's just the two of them mashed up. It's, it's so much fun. So yeah, good good time with that man. And I always yeah, laugh at Bad Santa too. Like Bad Santa too. I remember when that shit first came out, and I was so worried about it because I loved the first one, right? And I'm like, making a sequel so far after the fact usually doesn't work. Yeah, but man, Bad Santa two was fucking hilarious. It's it's even like it's even it kind of ups the ante of like the vulgarness and shit. And yeah. I mean the addition and it of has Kathy like Bates, just enough throwbacks too to like make it. Work. Oh yeah, but the addition of Kathy Bates being fucking Billy Bob Thornton's fucking mom. Who's only 13 years older than him is the funniest shit ever. Dude. And she is filthy as fuck in the movie, too. Like, it's so funny to see Kathy Bates, who has like Academy Awards, do a role like this. It's just brilliant. It's fucking brilliant to me, man. And I love Tony Cox, man. Tony Cox always cracks me up, man. He's a funny yeah. little dude. He's a funny little dude. But yeah, no, Bad Santa 2 is like it's it's just so much better than it should be and it sucks that it's bombed at the box office and did so poorly because i think the consensus was if it does well they'd make a third one but it did so poorly that i don't think you'll ever see a third one man i didn't even know it went to the box office yeah yeah i think i was reading a thing on it it did so bad and it just that they killed any momentum to make a third one so but who knows? You, you never know. Somebody, age somebody might be like, well, fuck out. it, man. It did good on, it did good on home videos. So, you know, let's, uh, let's make a third one. I mean, if you can get Billy Bob Thornton for like a reasonable price, I don't see why you couldn't just like make like a low budget one. Right. It's yeah, not I like mean, it's a movie that requires some insane budget either. It's all you need, man. It's just Billy Bob Thornton and Tony Cox. Yeah. yeah literally those two. And you need Thurman Merman. Oh yeah. And Thurman Merman. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm sure like he'll do anything for a dollar these days. <laughs> poor kid, man. Fucking poor kid. He's not in anything. Like, no. dude, if I was just some regular normal day guy and they were like, hey, we'll pay you like your yearly salary times two to like but be he, in this movie the, for three months. He's the fat kid in front in um, uh, trick, in or trick or treat. treat. Yeah, yeah, but like, that's one other thing. I can't think of anything else he's in other than the bad state of movies. Yeah, actually, I, I, you're right, man. I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything he just else. Again, yeah, he, he probably he, does a bunch of movies that I would never watch either. He, he right? probably does stuff like that, but he's not getting paid much for him. But he's probably just like a regular guy now that's just, yeah. But, you know, I have a little name name value. Sometimes I get to go do a movie. Right. <laughs> ah, fuck. Um, shit, yeah. JP, have I ever done like a top... 10 list christmas movies probably on here before probably but um 
so I didn't really want to like I just thought it was kind of funny because I had I had some fun with with that uh that Rotten Tomatoes list that we did a couple episodes back like just how they were kind of ranked by the uh the uh fresh and rotten meter or whatever you want to call it um so I get a quick Google and there actually was a Rotten Tomatoes list of Christmas Christmas horror movies ranked um this is 45 Christmas horror movies ranked by the tomato meter so I'm gonna scroll all the way to the bottom here as I have not checked the list and because I see number one is at the top so anyways number 45 is elves from 1989 and it has zero percent impressive dude zero how is that possible like maybe just doesn't have any reviews it's probably like like five reviews yeah it says no consensus yet critical i mean there's got to be one review somewhere that's bullshit so literally there's probably like one he's like and they're like this movie sucks and that's it i I mean i definitely know there is i mean do they count letterbox ones because there's definitely reviews on letterbox and i've seen other reviews i think it's like official like published published reviews okay so these guys are like fucking saucedo over here too pretentious to to watch and review elves come on man. no there's like the there's the guys that review it's got it's got dan Haggerty in it man come on um number 44 is the dorm that drip blood also with a zero percent on the rotten meter yeah i wouldn't give that zero percent no the dorm that drip blood's pretty fun i've actually never seen that one i have it on blu-ray it's not it's not reinventing the wheel or anything but it's like it's not like a bad movie when like the scope of slashers no it's not man it's not you know and it was a later one it was 1983 so but it's still it holds its own uh number 43 is atm from 2012 with a 12 percent rotten yeah that movie sucks I think ATM has a great idea. The execution sucks in that movie. And there's things that just don't make sense about it. And I, I think I rewatched it a couple of years ago and I like said to myself, I'm like, man, this movie just doesn't work. It just doesn't work the way it should. Like, I don't know. I like, I like the idea of it, but um, number 42 is the 2006 remake of black Christmas with a 14%. <laughs> I can't stand the remake. I really don't like it. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think that movie's good at all. I Are you mean, talking about the, the second what? remake? No, that's no, the, the first, first remake from 2006. Oh, dude, it's so good. Even with this like, like 95 alternate endings, none of them are good. The movie sucks. No, it's a good movie. Okay. You can go fuck yourself. The people cookies. Um, yeah, uh, that's amazing. Number 41 is a good movie. If you, I use the term very loosely because it's actually not a good movie, but I love it. 1997 is Jack Frost. 16%. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, it's, not, a, it's not a too. good movie, yeah. but it, like I'll watch no. it every couple of years and have a couple. I of love drinks. Jack Frost. It's a terrible, terrible. It's actually one of the funnest movies to watch, though, man. Like, remember how hard we laughed about when we looked up the uh, the facts on how much the director spent on the costume for Jack Frost in that film? No, he told me that on or he, Twitter. He told you that it was like one hundred eighty thousand or something. I was like, what the? Fu-? I'm like, what? We could not fucking figure out how you could possibly spend that much money on that fucking. <laughs> foam rubber suit like it was ridiculous man i i laughed so hard at that shit but it's that movie just like the perfect like v like blockbuster like 90s vhs movie that everyone saw on the wall yeah it It was that lenticular it was that that fucking famous lenticular uh vhs cover that stole the show dude 
Yeah, I remember. I always remember that movie, and I always remember Uncle Sam. And I remember finding mm-hmm. Uncle Sam on Blu-ray really early in my collecting days, and like finally watching it. Like some of this movie, I always wanted to see as a kid. And I was just like, "This yeah. movie sucks." Yeah, you're bang on with that shit, man. Jack Frost lenticular cover, the the Uncle Sam one, and um, the Dead Pit with the eyes that lit up on the box. I, didn't, I don't remember that one. Maybe I, maybe that one's a little bit before my it time. Is, but it is. It's ones, from the eighties. Yeah. It's from the eighties, but that was one of the more memorable VHS boxes. I remember because the, if you press the button and the lights or the eyes lit up, it's fucking cool, man. Yeah, that was yeah mid nineties was more time. Like I remember like, and I remember pulling scream up my mom, pulling scream off the wall and going like, do you want to rent this one? And I looked at it. I was like, but it's rated R. And she just goes, that's okay. And I was like fucking six years old. Wow. Crazy. That's, that's good parenting right there. I applaud her. I applaud her. (laughs) Uh, Number 40 is the mean one from 2022. 17%. Have you guys seen this one? Cause this is actually, I started watching it and I just like wasn't paying attention. So I, I haven't finished it. I, I'm sure I've probably seen most of the films on this list, but this is one I definitely have not seen. I actually can't seem to find it. It's like, I don't know. Never heard of it. Yeah. It's like it's, a, it's like an evil. It's Grinch like a movie. Grinch. Oh, the mean one. Yeah, I, I think it's the mean one. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's like a killer evil Grinch. It, um, it literally is the Grinch. Yeah. Um, wow. Number 39, 87 Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 with a 22% rotten. Come on, it's classic. It's classic shit, man. Like, literally classic shit. Um, Number 38, 2007's P2 with a 34% rotten. P2 is fun. Yeah, I like it, man. You get stuck in a parking garage. Plus, that that shit got cleavage like the entire movie going on. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I like, I love the setting, like in the parking garage. I love that shit, man. It's good. I watched, I actually watched that a couple weeks ago. I watched it. I, I rewatched it a couple years ago. I'm, I'm kind of on a rotation with some of the, not my like annual watches, but I rewatched that one. Uh, this one I have seen before and I don't really remember much about it. I think I remember not caring for it, but 2008's while she was out, um, it's got, it's a Kim Basinger. I don't think I've seen that film. One. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I know I've definitely seen this one. It's something to do with like thugs that I, I can't even remember the whole premise to it, but I, I have seen it before. Um, number 36 is 2020s. It cuts deep with a 40% rotten. Uh, did you guys watch this one? I think I watched it in nope. 2021 or something. I don't know. I, I, fuck, I think I watch it like F movies or some shit. I didn't really care for it, to be honest. I've oh, never heard of it. God, speaking of movies, I, oh, number 35 is 2019's Black Christmas. 40% rotten. It should be zero because that movie is trash bags beyond trash bags. It is just pure propaganda and every male is not fucking, <laughs> I wholeheartedly stand by my, my stance on this film. It's fu- it's not a movie. It's simply not a movie. There's no entertainment value in it. Fuck black Christmas, 2019. It's garbage. Um, number 34 is windshield from 2007, 46% rotten. I love windshield, man. Windshield is awesome. I've never em- seen that em- one em- Emily Blunt. Oh, I highly recommend it, dude. It's fucking awesome, man. I love this critical consensus. It says windshield is a ghost story with a clunky and unpolished script that fails to keep viewers in suspense. Oh, go fuck yourself. That is the worst consensus ever. It's it's like super suspenseful. And it's got a cool premise, man. All right. So number 33 is Silent Night, Deadly Night, 84, 46% rotten. Oh, you're killing me. That's messed up. 46%. Damn. But you got to remember yeah, these are come on, man. these are actual critics, man. They're 
there are people like you that aren't really like you. So <laughs> if you, I don't even know what that means, but maybe more pretentious, <laughs> maybe more pretentious. Oh. I have no idea. Uh, number I would have just silent. I definitely had a bad review. Oh. I, yeah. Oh, no, of course not. It's what's not to like about it. It's sleazy. It's fucking it's, it's like at the worst. It's like a good movie. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. Number 32, uh, 2016's Red Christmas. I love this movie. Uh, it's got D Wallace. It's actually uh, an Australian Christmas film. So it's like set in the summertime. The only, thi- the only thing about that one, I feel like the Christmas vibes aren't that strong. Well, I mean, in the house is pretty good. But you got to remember, like Christmas in Australia is like their summertime, right? So you have that aesthetic too, where it's like warm. Yeah, like Australia in in December is is the middle of the summer. So yeah, you're going to get that type of different vibe. But I really like the premise of Red Christmas and shit. And um, I'm not going to get into the whole political undertones of it and maybe overtones of it too. But um, but it's good. I like it. Uh, Speaking of one I don't like, uh, number 31 is Holidays from 2016 with a 50% rotten, 50%. Wow, I thought Holidays was trash. I, th- I think there's what, oh, like, okay, so nine filmmakers they do one short for each of the you know the holidays throughout the year and shit. And I thought there was maybe I one think or two the that were good. St. Patrick's Day one was decent. Yeah, I don't remember which one, but there was one or two that were good. But I mean, that percentage two out of nine, no, no. Didn't Kevin Smith actually directed one of the shorts in here? Didn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Right, I don't remember which one. I didn't that, see though. it, but that sounds correct right uh number 30 is the apology from 2022 with a 52 percent rotten uh i like i love the apology i thought it was great yeah it was good it was good uh number 29 is uh 2023's it's a wonderful knife with a 54 percent rotten interesting to see a movie that pretty much just came out on here um so this is obviously a brand new list so uh number 28 is 2010 saint or sint whatever you want to call it that one's good directed by dick moss um great, great film it's really really good dick moss directing chris moss i love the aesthetic of this movie <laughs> of saint it's fucking awesome dude it's just got such a cool vibe to it uh number 27 is silent night 2012 the loose remake of silent night deadly night which you know has oh, a- i haven't watched that in this so right. long yeah. it has a couple cool I used kills to watch it every year i like the kill where the I think it's the chick she gets shoved into the wood wood chipper chipper. and he he puts the foot in first and makes her watch it yeah it's fucking brutal man of course with malcolm mcdowell i don't mind silent night it's not a it's not the worst thing i've ever watched um it's all right number 26 is a great movie actually uh who slew auntie rue from 1972 60% fresh we're into the fresh so wow so like most of this list is actually fresh at number 26 yeah. um, with Shelly Winters great film um number 25 oh wow I'm surprised to see this on here uh all the creatures were stirring from 2018 uh which is an anthology film did you guys watch this one that's the uh Rebecca McKendry movie yeah I've seen it yeah it is I, I heard nothing but bad things uh, honestly dude it. it's it's super disappointing it's not like over there was like horrible. one okay segment yeah Most of, they were just like average yeah they, that's that's pretty much my consensus on it too is like it just felt so average like it wasn't horrible it wasn't great um okay i'm having like a brain fart here or something but number 24 maniac cop 2 91 with a 62 percent fresh is this set on christmas uh at the beginning there is when bruce can't i i think when bruce campbell 
uh, goes to his house. There's like a Christmas tree or something. I think maybe. Okay. I don't remember that man. I haven't watched Maniac Cop two in a while. So, of course, directed by our homeboy William Lustig. Uh, number twenty three. Oh fuck, number two thousand twenty one. Silent Night. How many Silent Night movies are on this fucking list? All right, is that the messed up one? Yeah, sixty six percent fresh. I can't stand this movie, but that's just me. I'm not saying don't go out and watch it because obviously there's fans of it in this uh, on the show right now. So. I don't get it. I, I don't get why someone well, want to subject themselves to watching that. It's so damn depressing. It's very upbeat and it gets that's, me in the mood for the holiday. Oh spirit. my God. That is so that's why fucking, it's good though. That's because rotten. it makes you feel shitty. No, but it's like, yeah. it, it makes me feel shitty in a bad way. Like sometimes when I feel shitty, I'm just like, I'm kind of laughing inside about it. But like this one, no way, man, it floored me. It like ran me over and fucking stabbed me with rusty screwdrivers and shit. I was like, I just felt trash bags after um, yeah, good movie. Number 22, uh, 2015's Krampus with a 66% fresh. I love surprise is so low. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, man. you would think that'd be in like the top 10. Yeah, I thought that would be like the oh, like at least like 80%. Speaking of films that should be in the top, well, I shouldn't say. Well, this is the, this is a ranked, I guess they're going by best. Oh, it's obviously by percentage, so um, yeah. but 1980's Christmas Evil, 67% fresh interesting all right i'll take it which everybody yeah knows that seems pretty good for that film i love yeah. christmas evil i think you know i think people have come around on it i mean i think once people figured out that it wasn't like a straight up slasher film and it was more of a character study that people started to appreciate a little bit more i think it's just misleading like you look at this film christmas it looks like a slasher film right yeah uh, exactly i was very so. surprised the first time i watched it oh i've i've heard people Same. say that was the worst movie i've ever seen in my life they're like it was the worst slasher film of i'm like yeah it is a bad slasher film because it's not one <laughs> right so <laughs> um number 20 uh 1974 is black christmas with a 73 percent. that's all number 20 number Jeez. 20 how many movies i, that that was think like, of, I don't even what? know if i can think of 20 more what movies? i thought that was like a lock at number one what movies are above black chris that's like oh wow okay uh number 19 from 2019 is i trapped the devil with 74 percent uh that one was fresh. all right i like that trap the devil i i want to get a copy of it but i can't find one for cheap it's fucking annoying but I, I thought it was pretty cool. I wouldn't say it's fucking better than Black Christmas, but come on. Um, okay. Number 18 is 2003's Dead End, 78%. Wow, we got a, quite a I jump love there. Dead End. Speaking of Dead End, did you see that 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 post? I don't know who made the post in our in our group page, but they were talking about like Dead End, how it was like it was so bad it was actually good. I'm like, I don't think Dead End's actually a bad movie. Yeah, I said I just think it's actually good. <laughs> yeah like i think it's actually good too like i just i don't know i mean it's got ray wise and lynn shea in it come on and it's it's like got a cool premise i don't know i like it um 2021's red snow 75 percent. okay this is out of order again fucking i don't typical. even know that i don't even know what that movie is red snow i, yeah, I don't think know it was is. on was this one on netflix i can't remember i saw this somewhere i might have watched on f movies i don't know i did watch this one a couple years ago i think i watched it last year actually Maybe not. I don't know. Um, it's like a vampire. I think it's the vam bat transforms. Yeah, hands. Yeah, it's a vampire film. Set in Christmas. Uh, number sixteen is 2008's The Children with a 76 percent fresh. Yeah, that one has my crazy Children's theory. Good. 
that one has my crazy my theory that everyone thinks i'm fucking crazy about but i don't think i'm crazy maybe a little bit but i still think i'm right <laughs> <laughs> i know it's crazy but i'm crazy uh number 15 is the day of the beast from 1995 77 day of the beast is so much damn fun did we reviewed that i don't know recently on the show um number 14 last year yeah last year something like that uh number 14 is actually one i haven't seen uh i i know it's on netflix i just haven't gotten around to seeing it uh 2018's await further instructions with an 81 percent fresh wow that's really high yeah yeah i haven't seen that one i didn't i missed it and then i just never went back and watched it i guess uh number 13 wow the fuck the advent calendar from 2020 with an 82 percent i mean i did like that movie but <laughs> um i didn't think it was that great man no it's not that great no it's 80. like a, it's like a six and a half seven yeah exactly i think i think i gave it six and a half a uh number 12 oh here we go inside from 2007 with an 85 percent fresh yes that one that one's like amazing so that one's yeah. top tier yeah. yeah yeah inside's awesome um oh what the fuck is this number 11 is hosts 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 from 2020 83 percent going backwards a little bit hosts what the fuck is this what year 2020 it's just called hosts I mean, there's a million movie called Host, but uh, a family falls victim to unimaginable terror when they invite their sweet young neighbors over to celebrate Christmas. I don't know this one. What the fuck? I don't think I know that one either. Weird. Wasn't expecting to see yeah, that. Someone on the list one. I've never even. None of us have heard of that. So weird. Uh, number ten is a Christmas horror story from 2015. Eighty-three uh, percent. I like that, that one's movie. a bit overrated. I really enjoy it, man. I've watched it. I have it logged a few. It's times. decent. I think it's good, man. I, I fuck oh, man. you know what? Here fucking comes in in the apocalypse. I guarantee that shit's in the top ten. Okay. Well, anyways, that was number ten. Okay. So number nine is the Retaliators from 2021 with an 88 percent. Now you want to talk about overrated movies? 88 percent on Retaliators. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Seen that one? Either. I didn't really. I I think Jeremy was a big fan of it when it came out, but I didn't like it. I I, I actually didn't really even care for it. it was, fuck whatever uh number eight is the curse of the cat people from 1944 with an 89 percent okay i've seen it never uh, seen number it. seven is the lodge from 2019 with a 75 percent fresh that's weird we just went way back i honestly like don't really care that much for this movie i like the lodge i rewatched it again last year and liked it a bit because <clears throat> I, I mean i had some pretty strong opinions on it the first time i watched it but it, it's it's decent for what it is it's it's got some good moments um oh number six uh christmas bloody christmas from 2022 with a 77 percent. so these things have obviously been moving around well, i can't so. believe that's that high well good for that man because i love christmas bloody christmas man fucking love it man and i yeah, say it's, fucking it's and i say fucking 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 because they say that every second word in the first like half an hour of the movie <laughs> there's a lot of swearing nice. in that movie um number five yes anna and the apocalypse um 2017 I fucking knew it with 77%. I've actually never seen this movie. This People is, love that fucking movie. So this is what the third I, one on I the haven't list? seen it either. I think this is the third movie on the list I haven't seen, maybe the fourth. Yeah, I I just never got around to it. I don't know. Uh number 4 it's, is It's all right. I just not I can't do musicals really. Yeah, I'm not like, you know me man. I'm a huge music person. I I'm not 
down with musicals that often though it's weird yeah i don't hate I, I don't hate them but i don't seek them out no 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 uh number four is gremlins 1984 with an 86 that makes sense oh, uh, damn that was my one. number one pick yeah same number three interesting man that's great man this movie's got some fucking mad love man um better watch out from 2016 with an 88 percent i, I like love, it, love it love as, it love it as you were saying that i was like ever. what's left and i was thinking wow this movie's gonna be high maybe this is number one I that's like crazy this, movie. this one's good that's crazy man yeah, I yeah love one too, of man. my favorites yeah it's really good man the paint can scene is just so arguably brutal man <laughs> It's fucking brutal. Dude, the kid laughs. That's so Dude. awesome. Oh my god. Like, I didn't know is... that was gonna happen. Like, what do you mean you didn't know it was gonna fight? It was a fucking pan can. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. She saw home alone. Yeah. Uh number two is rare exports uh from 2010. Oh, this 89%. It's good. It's good. Yeah, That's I a good movie. Rare exports is great. And number one. <laughs> oh, for fuck um the nightmare before christmas from 1993 95 percent I mean, great 95 <laughs> percent, man holy fuck well that great. doesn't surprise me but i didn't think it was gonna be on the list that was but on my it, radar i still think i mean that's less shocking than black christmas being at 73 percent and end at number 20. yeah that's really low for Christmas. i think black christmas like was not well received when it came out though so maybe it just like stockpiles reviews from like that old or something this whole yeah, section, but for some actually, reason, I've always thought of Black Christmas as like one of those like respected films, like Halloween. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where, like, I think it really is. The mainstream critics, I feel, would like it. Yeah, I, th I don't I think, think it was like that at the time, though. I think oh, just over time, it's become like where was it on our influential list? Because it had to have been super high, or it was somewhere on it. was somewhere on the list because it's, it's super influential, like so many filmmakers and just you know as a fucking genre film and stuff. But this whole section, man, number 22, 21, and 20, like Krampus, Christmas Eve, and Black Christmas, all being so, I guess, lower on the list is crazy. But yeah, at least they got Christmas. gremlins in a good spot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought that would be number one. Some of these choices are, I think, in odd spots, but it is what it is. Um, that's just how the cookie crumbles, man. I mean, that's the way they were rated. So, although there's a couple that are, kind of out of order here which doesn't really make any sense but anyways that's uh 45 christmas horror movies ranked from rotten tomatoes that's always fun good stuff so we'll wait till next year when we uh we break down our personal top tens <laughs> yeah Got a whole year to work on work on that list not really that's because i don't watch ass. I don't watch Christmas movies. Uh, that list was going to be easy for me, dude. Oh, it's super easy. <laughs> like I, 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 like I know what my like top five, six are as it is right now. I, I, I mean, I have videos on this, so like, I wonder how much it's changed. I think I have a, a pretty definitive one too. Yeah, actually, my one and twos have flipped a couple times. I kind of go back and forth. It depends on what my my mood is, I guess, at that present moment. But Black Christmas always was like my favorite film forever. But I mean, I've said that a million times on the show, but then Christmas evil, you know, you just, you, you get those appreciations, man. So, yeah, those are the only two Christmas horror movies I watch every single year. Yeah. You got to watch it, man. You got to watch them. Yeah. Those I rotate other ones, but I can't skip either of those. Right. Yeah. There's certain ones. Like I said, I, I have one. It's mostly like non-horror stuff that I watch annually though, too. But there is a few like besides those two that I watch every year 
try to at least this year has been a little bit more difficult because i've been so busy but i'm you know trying to fit him in there so even between 2011 and 2023 coincidentally there's just been like a ton of christmas horror movies oh yeah that, yeah it is weird I mean, yeah i've seen almost like that a handful of like yeah from 2020 the 2011 movie i watched hard labor the spanish one was a christmas movie yeah i've never heard of that yeah. movie it's crazy hmm interesting yeah yeah um anyways uh you guys got anything else intro wise nope all right well i guess we should probably mosey on here and get into some reviews <laughs> guys want to do that yep you say right, so let's do it let's wrap up this intro and we'll be back with you guys in a moment Yo, who this? Yo, Moods, it's your boy, the ill-mented funky child, calling you to remind you that the featured reviews on this episode contain spoilers. Aw, oh, yeah, man, that's right, brother. Thanks for the heads up, playa. Now go back to being an unproductive asshole. Fuck you. I tell your listeners to stop being so dumb, silly, sensitive. Yeah. And now, our feature presentation. All right, so getting into the featured reviews here on episode 249 Christmas special. Don't know what number it is. I don't know. JP will figure that out. Be on the thumbnail. Um, well, lately I've just been titling them Christmas 2023 edition. Yeah, that makes sense because, yeah, it doesn't have to be whatever. So, yeah, it'll be 2023 Christmas special. Uh, we're going to start it off with a film from 2004 called Calvary. Uh, it is a Belgian film. Yeah. It's like a Belgian, yep. Yep. uh, France kind of mashup, um, spoken in French. So this is a subtitled movie. Um, quick little synopsis on it. Mark, a traveling entertainer is on his way home for Christmas when his van breaks down in the middle of a jerkwater town with some strange inhabitants. Jerkwater. I can I never heard that ever yeah. in my life. Who weird. says the term jerkwater? What does jerk that even water? mean? What does that even Belgium mean? People. Jerk I guess water? it's a town where they jerk off in the water, man. Jerkwater. That's the first thing oh, I was thinking. Like, water. They, they, just, they just go into some water and just start jacking her. It, would it surprise you? Uh, no, not based on I mean, what happens After in this the movie. things I saw in this movie, yeah, <laughs> surprises <laughs> me. <sighs> so is this a first time watch for you tyler yes it is this was one of my biggest oh, no spots. shit for real yeah. hmm. that's interesting. interesting yeah it is interesting it's just it movie's almost 20 years old i'm surprised yeah and it's like i like the, like the, the i know it's not french but it, like it's kind of it gets grouped in with that whole like french movement the french <laughs> movement i do like it's because yeah, they I speak french like in this like this part of belgium like it's just super common to speak french there yeah well it's like i really think that that movie angst like had a giant influence on the french extreme movement oh um, probably and like that's yeah, yeah and like that's german so yeah i mean kind of just like the european extreme like movement right right so but yeah i'd never seen this and i like that so it's kind of weird i had it so what are your thoughts on Calvary since me and JP have seen this? I've seen it a few times. So I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it, I think it gets like a little sloppy and it's like a little goofy, but like it finds a way to like come all together where like you, where you get like that sense that this is like, this, this is like you're in a different world. Like you're in this like hick backwoods town, mm -hmm. like of that and somewhere in fucking the deep 
mud yeah, of, like, of Belgium. I was watching the scene thinking, like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, when I think back, this is, like, what ties it all together. Like, after you've seen all this crazy shit this guy's done, and he's, like, they're at the saloon, and he's playing the piano, and there's that weird, like, saloon room dance where all these, like, backwards hicks, like, get up like they're in a cult or something. You know, it's just, I just... Like, yeah. I have so always weird. I've always had this fucking weird relationship with this movie because you know I saw this movie I don't know for the first time something like maybe 10 years ago like I think we were just doing the show or w- whenever the DVD came out I had had the DVD so maybe maybe even before that I don't know and I wasn't sure about the tone of this movie if it was supposed to be a fucking comedy or yeah, you know what? It's supposed would, to be a, a real of, dark comedy, just a sprinkle yeah, of it. I think you're right because a lot of the reviews, because I, I was looking at like Rotten Tomatoes reviews of it and like different websites and stuff, just like the quick little blurbs. And uh, it seemed like a lot of people mentioned the dark comedy, but I've never watched it in that light. Well, so, see, see, I never, like, I didn't go into this movie having any expect. I went into this movie thinking it was going to be like, you know, one of these French extreme kind of, you know, really dark, like serious type movies. But then I'm it's watching kind of this methodical. movie. I'm watching this movie and I'm like, everything about this movie, like, it's like the opening scene with Mark singing to like the old people. And dude, I love know, it. It's like gold. It's fucking and, like all. Yeah. And that weird ass scene, scene where, you know, his, he has this weird groupie that like, takes his hand and puts it between her legs and she's like this old fucking lady it's like weird like right from that scene and his singing and shit like i find it comical like i find it fucking weird funny it's like, like it's yeah, not like it's so odd and so weird that i think it's supposed to be funny same thing with like the guys that like every time um like like the, it's like more than a couple of times in this movie they're like sing sing us a love song and they're just like so into it and they're like, like so respectful of this guy that just like yeah sing but, fucking old people like music in like bar rooms but it's like right from that opening scene and then i remember i remember thinking about it and going like i don't know what the fuck i'm watching here and then and then when you when he breaks down and he gets taken in by this this guy in this fucking jerk water town and he tells oh. his backstory about like how he's all lost in life and shit. And he's, he's telling this big boohoo sob story because his wife left him and shit. And now he's torn apart and he's all broken. He doesn't know what to fucking do. And now Mark, all he wants to do is fix his vehicle and get out of there. And this guy starts fucking losing his mind because now Mark is leaving him too. And then the guy starts to believe that he's his fucking wife and he takes him captive and shit. And like, but like during this whole thing, it just, I, I, I can't, I, I keep telling myself like, it's not supposed to be funny, but I can't stop fucking laughing at this movie. And you get like, and then you get introduced to like the weirder characters in this movie, like the, the backwood like, hillbillies and shit that are literally fucking cows in the ass. And, and they're all thanks. fucking weird. And, and you hey, talked dude. about, and you talked about the weird scene. And now this is what really like sets me off in this movie because there, it does kind of seem like it's getting serious and dark tones and shit. But then you have this weird scene where, you explain where you know the dude gets up and he starts playing the piano and everyone in this bar starts doing this really strange dance and i burst out laughing like i i've lost yeah, I, i'm like, totally you, guys are, f- you guys are a bunch of fucking weird i have like, lost, I have, i'm fully convinced now <laughs> i'm fully convinced that this might it be is. one of the funniest extreme movies ever made because i couldn't I think st- it's supposed to be I don't find a single fucking thing in this entire. Yeah, movie but you're fun. German. I think a lot but of you're fucking German. Funny. You got no sense of humor. We proved this too. over time. You never laugh at anything. But the, I'm not German. What I'm the German. fuck are you talking no, about? You have a German personality. You you never laugh at anything. 
you're fucking you're, you're an asshole about shit but i think over time i've watched this movie like a handful of times now and i'm fully convinced i wasn't convinced on the first like three four times i watched this that this was supposed to be comedy i'm 100 down with my thoughts that this is a fucking hilarious comedy because everything about like this movie comedy. is so weird and dark and so like the tone doesn't match the material of what's going like if you take someone captive and you start making them into your wife and shit and like it should be super dark toned it shouldn't be fucking funny but like when he cuts all his it hair is. off and leaves it all fucked up it makes it's funny to me because he wants his wife to be like beautiful and blah blah but he fucks his hair up like it's funny to me man it's like it's ridiculous this movie has the weirdest he did comedy. that he did that so that the people in town wouldn't think she was hot well it didn't fucking work because yeah, that's the work. other aspect of the of the movie that makes no fucking sense like at, so you have to admit pocket. you have to admit the dude that's walking around looking for his dog quote end quote which turns out it's actually not a dog it's his fucking calf or cow it and might have been a dog we don't no, even know no they found the fucking the 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 remember when they show up in no, the house he says that but dude that guy yeah. has not a reliable narrator like he might have just settled on that being his dog yeah well, that's what i got he was, he was calling it a dog he was calling it a dog but he was actually his fucking cow but similar whatever. to how the guy just settles on mark being his wife it's a yeah it's all connected then philip Mahan but then but like, then by the end of the movie go, gloria like the, like the guy in the bar even says to him he goes it's not your fucking wife and then after that whole fucking shootout and crazy shit that happens with the hillbillies and 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 this crazy dude the like he flips on it and he's like bro he's like you're a fucking bitch you shouldn't have fucking left him like they all of a sudden are convinced that mark is the fucking wife Dude, it's so out of pocket i love it's it. so fucking funny to me i'm just like why does this guy all of a sudden just switch on because there's a moment in the film that he's like hell-bent on this is not your fucking wife and then all of a sudden he's like this is your wife it's so odd and then like the, the way the way that guy demise his demise is just so bizarre like yeah that quicksand like man i don't know man I, I, this movie has the strangest tone ever like i feel like if you watch this movie multiple times and you you might have a different perspective on it after you watch it again but i never like i couldn't figure this thing out forever but now i'm fully convinced it's just like a, it's a dark comedy it, it totally is. i think it's funny in like the same way that like the human centipede is funny i don't find any of that funny <laughs> that's the thing like, i, I don't find, find human funny. centipede I, I funny like, well i find I it funny that hilarious. someone's mouth is like on someone's ass getting shit in and like, it's so german right it's like so fucking german <laughs> that's what i think it's that's why it's funny it's like dude that movie's but like I, from the second where like where they're like did you put something in our drink he's like yeah roofies like it's yeah. it's a it's a comedy from that point but i just I, don't dude for I me don't, like stuff like that dude i just can't get out of like like if that really was happening it wouldn't be funny to me you know i mean like yeah so like, like sure but i think it's just supposed to be like so like they're playing it just so serious but it's so over the top and dumb that it's funny i think what's funny about it is that like the human centipede it, you know there's that whole shyster joke about like german scat porn and shit porn and stuff like that and that's like literally what they're doing in this film there's some hilarious lines in that one where the girl runs away and he's like i found my bee <laughs> i don't know man this movie i i mean if if i'm set on thinking it's a dark comedy then i'm i'm really liking this movie but like if i view this movie as a serious horror film 
with really quirky parts and shit. And it's like, I don't really care for this movie. So I have to, that's what I mean. Like, that's where it's sloppy. Because it really like, I get what you're saying about being a dark comedy, but it doesn't really define that well. And some of the stuff is just so weird and like out of pocket that I almost think of that weird barroom scene. Was it in there? I might not even like this movie. You know, I think that really ties it all together for me. It's got to be one of the weirdest scenes ever. Like what, like, because that really does define the tone of the film, because without that scene, it would be a lot different because it's so awkward and so strange and so weird because first of all, like this is backwoods hillbilly shit and stuff. Like why would they all of a sudden just break into like weird, like convulsing, like D minor, like the guys playing like hard D minor fucking piano. But I think that's part of the joke because it's super dark. It's a super dark, like D minor fucking, you know, on the hard piano and shit like that. And this, and these guys are dancing, like they're almost like shrugging their shoulders. They're almost like convulsing. It's like, I don't know how you can't take that as as funny because like it's just it so comes off creepy. It doesn't come off funny to me. It just it's un. But I think they're it's, telling you it's, it's a dark weird. comedy yeah, by playing the dark yeah, keys. Is. He's it's, playing dark keys on the piano as in like it's dark comedy. Like it's fucking weird, man. There's just yeah. There's something just so like so bizarre on it that you're just kind of like what the fuck and like so, giggling. So JP, if you can convince me this movie is like a straight up like serious horror, I film, don't know if it is, but that's I just how can't I get into it. it. Then like I have to be able to think it's a dark comedy because there's so many like everything. It's just I, it's for fucking, some reason this movie makes me so uncomfortable, dude. Like I, I can see why. Yeah, it's pretty fucking weird. I love that like, scene though. Like when um. It's just like it's like Gaspar. It's like Gaspar No directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That part's fucking awesome. Like the dinner scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. That part's yeah. A, oh, yeah. I love that part. Like I yeah. really like the aesthetic of this movie. Like I love the way it looks. It looks so gritty and like it looks like how it should look it's just in the backwoods. So wet and muddy. Like, it's so it muddy. Ti- yeah. It's so at, like it's not even atmospheric. It's just so like it's so sopping. You know what I mean? Like it just feels. It, it cold. feels so. Um, like alone like it like you really do feel super far away from like anybody well i think he actually is yeah. like i don't think there's anything around i know but i'm saying like it it comes off that way too like a lot of times you don't get that just because you know that's what's told in the narrative you never get that vibe but in this yeah. movie like yeah, the location really they use like i'm like there's nobody for miles <laughs> right. and like for me i the the, the the hardest thing about this movie for me is just like how um like weird the people are because you're like is this even realistic you know what i mean like is there like it's like they took all like the special needs people and put them in their own town you know what i mean like <laughs> well, it's fucking strange but, just, but it's, it's so it's done it's edited so comedically too because the dude that's looking for his dog he's like you know what what does he call a bella he's like bella bella bella, bella and then yeah it, and then it cuts dog. and then they do this purposely they cut to a scene where the you know this whole family is like surrounding this dude that's ready to fucking pork this fucking cow's asshole <laughs> and and they purposely do this man like it cuts to the scene after he's like bella bella and it's also like it's a and i'm like i'm like i'm convinced this shit is fucking straight up bonafide comedy man i'm like there's no fucking way that was that was just coincidental it's just funny how it's edited too i'm like oh my god ridiculous it's so re- it's yeah utterly- it might I, like i could see where you find that funny but to me that i can't take a second to laugh at it because the what's happening on screen is like so d- disturbing to me and this isn't even you know like uncomfortable I mean? laughs for myself i get that because well dude the first couple times i watched this movie i didn't laugh at these parts i was like what if fuck i, I was so confused on the tone 
But now I've convinced myself after multiple watches that this movie is not serious. It's a dark comedy because it, it has to be. It has to be. And if it if if the director says bonafide like that this movie is a dead serious movie, I don't know if I can like this movie, man. Then it's just terrible to me. Really? I, I don't think it's a dead serious movie. I don't think I, I based on what I'm reading, I don't think it is, but I I like it as a serious movie because it just works for me. Um I think that But I don't get it though. It's not serious though. Like it's just it there's so many comedic elements that even his scene in the beginning any is, of them, dude. <laughs> like oh I, it just God. doesn't come off that way to me. I don't like know, I man. just I like for me, I can't get I can't even get to the point of like thinking about things funny because I'm putting myself in the situation and it's just so terrifying to me to be like captive by some fucking weirdo dude who's gonna sleep with me and cuddle me like i can't handle that <laughs> like, what, kind of backwoods, what kind of backwoods tough tough ass guy like pours his fucking heart out starts crying about his wife leaving him and then just fucking like loses it and snaps because like mark is gonna leave because he you know he, he's only there because his fucking vehicle broke i it's think like, this dude was already mad twisted before March. yeah he's already cooked oh no for sure for sure but like he even says out loud he's like well now you're gonna fucking leave me too you're not going anywhere and then he fucking beats him with a fucking battery like which which i still think is shot very poorly that's actually a bad scene because yeah. like the way he hits him in the head what the fuck happened yeah, dude it's it's, it's it's done very well. bad every time i've watched this movie i've always thought to myself i'm like that scene is horribly shot like i don't know if they just yeah. didn't have the budget or if the way it was edited i have no idea what happened there but it does not might have looked terrible and they said uh oh, just maybe just do we should camp <laughs> you know what the yeah. other thing that makes me laugh about this movie is the pictures you know like who the the girl is that sends him off right she gives him the pictures that that's bridget Leahy, right she's like the uh she was the porn yep. star back she's in all the um um fucking uh, uh genre on films and shit like that and she's also in like franco oh. films and shit like that um but anyways oh, that's why she looked familiar yeah 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 so she's in she's in tons of movies and like from that era and stuff but she was actually still doing porn in those days but anyways so she gives them those polaroids and i swear they used a younger version of her in those polaroids <laughs> like they just oh, like yeah she looks hot in the polaroids yeah like it doesn't look yeah. she doesn't look old in the polaroids and i'm like they used a younger fucking version of bridget Lee in for those polaroids and i just burst out i never noticed that until like this watch and i was like that's not old bridget lady what the fuck <laughs> that's made me laugh dude it's just the shit that you notice after you watch it so many times it's like i don't know it just made me laugh, but anyways, I mean, <laughs> I, this, this movie is so fucking, it's like disgusting to watch. Like it, it yeah. just has this nasty aesthetic, which is so per or the way it's shot. So it, it fits, you know, the actual grounds and where they shot like you said it's so it's so wet and moldy and just gross feeling and shit and there's nasty shit that's on there like porky. yeah it just it, it totally feels like some weird belgium countryside that like has been stuck in you know the fucking 30s for the last yeah it's like a time cap it's like a time capsule film yeah. like everything hasn't changed since the day it was made in like 1794 like everything's brick and old and moldy and, and gross and shit and it just fits so perfect yeah it's just like all like it's farmers and a guy who has an inn that's all that's yeah, so out the, there so <laughs> this guy must live like way out in the woods by himself because he's like don't go down to the village and shit so he's like way out of the way right so he's like yeah. a true kind of woods back you know backwoods dude and shit like that but who obviously is uh completely torn apart from slutty <laughs> one wife part actually that one part that actually did make me laugh 
now that I think about it, is whenever he goes to take the walk or whatever, right before he sees them fucking the pig, um, the dude goes up to the van and like starts messing with the back handle trying to open it, and then it just cuts to like the door massively fucked up from him, like crowbarring it open. Right. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah, he was not. He wasn't trying to hide that shit at all, man. He's like, "Well, Mark's yeah. gonna see this shit." But he's he like, did back it up against the wall, like real tight too. So. I guess so, right? Yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he tried to hide it a bit. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. It's this movie is just really uncomfortable to me. I don't really like if I take it. Like, I I don't know how to take the villagers and every like the fact that everybody is completely out of their mind is like a tough pill to swallow. But I just kind of chalk it up to like I really don't know like anything about areas like that i like i know what our deliverance style backwoods people are you know what i mean like the yeah the, the way that they're per- portrayed in film and and how it's an exaggeration of our rednecks and stuff like that i don't know what their exaggeration is in belgium of of you know moldy hillside people is you know mm-hmm. so uh but it's just i i like if i kind of just roll with it it it's really disturbing this movie is like feels shorter than it actually is to me um there's not it's funny because there's not a lot that actually happens in the movie uh not there's really, like no. a few disturbing scenes like to me like one of the most disturbing aspects of this entire movie is when uh, right after he like you know fully captures him and he ties him up in the bedroom and he like gets into bed with him bro and the the like wails that the the mark's making is like so fucking uncomfortable to me like i can't handle it Mm -hmm. so that that to me is like like my eyes are just wide open i actually like it's it's so uncomfortable that like i dread that scene because it's just like i don't know it's it's creepy i i can't stand shit like that man yeah, I just, you know, I mean, it's fine. And, and like the third act to me just seems so out of left field. Like I get why they show why all those rednecks and shit, they end up coming to the house because they wanted their fucking cow back. Right. Because they actually because the guy he even says he was like, oh, go grab the cow. And then when he grabs it, he, he's like, oh, I got I got the I got her and shit like that. But then but then the whole movie kind of shifts what like their what their trip is all about. Like they went there to go reclaim their fucking fuck toy back or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and like but then all of a sudden it's like it just shifts this whole fucking like the narrative kind of shifts onto these guys like after they they take care of boris and they're convinced that he's the that he's the wife now and shit and then it just like they become the main villains and shit. it's just such a weird turn of events i don't i don't necessarily think that anybody's convinced anybody's anybody well, i just no, think they're fucking but Rob, all weird but, but but fucking but the robert dude the the character like the father whatever he even says he's like man he's like you think you're gonna fucking leave again or some shit he's like you fucking slutty bitch or whatever he's like he's literally talking to mark like he was the wife yeah but i don't think he actually thinks that he's the wife i just think that they're they're like that they're just rolling with it that's the part i don't know i used to think that that too i used to think the same thing jp that i wasn't sure if he was just calling him the dirty bitch and shit like that but then after multiple watches i I'm, i think i've maybe overthought it and I, I i think i've convinced myself that he's lost his fucking mind too and he starts to believe that shit i don't know i don't know anymore this this movie's fucking with my head dude like yeah i don't know they like the way that i kind of interpret it is like that he's an outsider and 
you know, they're, they see him as, uh, an object of their, whatever, you know, what they want to do with him. And, but then, and this but guy dressed we, him up as the chick and then they're like, all right, let's roll with this. But why chase him down in the woods? Like, I mean, if, if he's not convinced that he is the wife and he knows because he, they're that, treating him like the wife. Okay. But then, but then, so he just continues to be. The like think about on, like, the, the Boris character, the, the because, Boris, how what, he's treating him like the wife. He knows that it's not his wife, right? But he's but, just he's playing fantasy, you know. I think they're all kind of doing that. So, so yeah, they're basically so just too. taking their time out of their out of their day just to like. So it's gone. What the fuck farce. else they got going on? So we I, might as well just right. go chase they're just in the like bush. a bunch of they're just a bunch of weirdos. Like they're it's like yeah, all like it's just a, out there. Yeah, it's like it's like the hills have eyes. That's why that scene. That's why that bar scene ties it all together. Because now you know they're all just fucking weirdos, and it's like almost like a cult. They're just like backwards. Yeah. It's like get drunk and right. fuck around and do shit I mean, like that. Right? I mean, yeah, they're out that there. T- they're out there, fucking fucking pigs, bro. I know. Like, like I, yeah, I mean, they're pretending that pigs too. are women. I'm sure. I'm sure that the pretending the dude's a woman isn't. Like, <laughs> that's an upgrade. I mean, I guess when the only thing, I guess I guess when the only thing you that you're doing with your day is is fucking cows. I mean, why it's not just chase down Marcus? For the hundredth time, it's a pig. It is not a cow. Whatever. A fucking pig. So. <laughs> Squeal like a pig. Squeal like a pig. And that, oh, that, and that noise is so bad, dude. Oh, my God. I can't. That That oh is just God. awful noise, man. But but it's just like, it's like poetic justice in a sense in the end, right? Like with the, with the father character and he fucking, he starts sinking in that quicksand. That would be such a scary fucking death, dude. Yeah, that would suck. Dude, because you go down. It, well, so and then and then Mark is like, you know, so fucking broken that he just becomes Gloria. Well, yeah. I mean, what do you do? I mean, his mind has been shattered. Like he does. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I mean, to be honest, man, this movie doesn't really have the craziest Christmas aesthetic. Like it starts out with Mark singing in his own really. home, and it's got <laughs> yeah. it's got a Christmas tree. And I think there's a part in like the middle of the film or whatever, like he's got a tree set up and shit like that. And it's pretty much yeah. it. Like you don't really get, well, they have it. like, they mention Christmas a, a bunch the, yeah. a couple times. So but it I'm definitely doesn't have like heavy Christmas vibes. If that's what you're talking about. Yeah. The yeah visuals. No, it doesn't have the visuals much at all. Yeah. Right. So like I would, this is not a, this is not like a go-to Christmas film for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's actually blowing my mind how many times I've seen this movie because it's something I feel like I shouldn't be rewatching this much. <laughs> this is, this is my it. fourth time. I think, I think I've seen it four or five times too. This is so crazy. Like, I don't know why, like it, you know, we, I think we all have those movies that somehow we end up watching way more times than we ever thought we'd ever watch. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just it so weird sometimes. how it, it just happens, right? It's strange. But I, I mean, watched it, it when you sent me the DVD, hmm. and then I watched it for the summer series, and then I watched it when we were supposed to record two years ago, and then this is my fourth time. Right. I know yeah, what scene exactly. I really do like the way it's shot is uh, when all hell breaks loose with um, with the Boris character fighting off the hillbillies and shit inside the house. And there's that huge scrum happening. He shoots that fucking scene from the ceiling down. And he, he kind of, sh- yeah, awesome. he, he shoots it vertically down. Like, I love that yeah. the way he shot. It's so, it's so like, it's, a, it's a nice little touch. It's like a nice touch That's of like, what artistry. I mean, like when it's like, it's like Gaspar no directing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's some really well shot mm-hmm. scenes in in that whole kind of third act and stuff, even with the, you know, when he's feeding him the soup and shit like that and the way it kind of pans around. But the the chaos scene is shot really well. It really captures like how fucking chaotic it really is and like how batshit it just turns into, right? It's I love that. I think that's a nice little yeah. art like artisty uh kind of touch to the film and stuff. So pretty pretty good. Yeah. I kind of want to um there's an interview with the direct uh, director on there on the blu-ray i'm just kind of curious like what he has to say about the film yeah um yeah. he did the i did watch the introduction on the I blu-ray did. i did too yeah it's like a minute long or whatever yeah they're, they're always like a minute long yeah. <laughs> they, they usually don't say anything they're just like this is my movie yeah he just talked about the color <laughs> i'm correction. happy it's on blu-ray <laughs> how they just color corrected some of the whites and blacks for the uh for the release and stuff and i was like oh yeah yeah and he said basically said that um it was very hard to get financing for a film like this in france or belgium or wherever the fuck yeah, they were yeah yeah it makes but, sense i mean you you look at a script like this and you're like oh he's fucking a pig um, <laughs> yeah. no money for you <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know man but yeah so calvary also known as the ordeal i don't know if i said that before i don't think i did but i think that's the translation the ordeal Mm -hmm. so but i mean not a whole lot more to say about the film really um you guys got anything else no you go first this time okay um been a while you know calvary is like I, I was like beating myself. I watched this movie on, I think it was Wednesday and or Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Wednesday. And I'm like, I don't know how to rate this because like, if I look at it the way I'm convinced it is like a dark comedy, I that's I like, the way you should look at it then. Right. Yeah. Because I went back and forth on this. Cause the first time I watched this, I was so fucking confused. I'm like, did I just watch a serious horror film that make me laugh? Or is it a dark comedy? <laughs> horror? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, it's not very often I watch a film and I'm so confused at what I watch, like not narrative wise, just confused on tone or what, why exactly these characters are doing what the fuck they're doing, like their motivations and shit. But I think this movie really does help with multiple views because of the discrepancies and kind of the messiness of the tone and shit like that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if I take it for how I am fully convinced now that it's a dark comedy, I really like this. I'm going to give it uh, an eight out of 10 so it's uh it's a dark disturbing it just makes you feel gross it really does make you feel gross right from like honestly the opening scene is like the the scene is so goddamn bad it just makes me like i think that's part of the joke i swear to god the songs are horrible like when he makes when boris makes him sing to him i love, I love, the, I love the line that boris uses because mark only sings half the song and he's like hey he's like i didn't tell you half a joke yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's the fucking greatest line ever. Sing a love song. They're always good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, eight out of ten, man. It, it's uh it's an interesting watch. So yeah. Um Sausado. Uh this movie is not perfect, but it's a lot of fun. It doesn't overstay its welcome. I had a good time with it. Um I was gonna give it a six and a half, but I like it more after discussing it, so I'll give it a seven. All right. Um, yeah, I pretty much feel exactly the same about this one as, as I have in, in the past. Um, and I'm going to just stick with my rating that I've been giving it since I started watching it four times ago. That's an eight. Yeah. I think the first time I, I don't like remember 
what I would have gave it, but I probably would have been about in the six and a half range because I was so confused. Yeah, you sent me the DVD like fucking six, seven years ago or something. Yeah, because remember it was like hard out of print and it was going for yeah, crazy money. I, I and I found find one. For, it I found I found one for really cheap, like like super cheap. It was crazy. So I was like, well, and then of course this thing. Well, I mean, like everything gets released. Yeah. yeah. So. But, yeah, I'm uh, liking I'm liking the the love that some of these French films are getting from like the Vinegar Syndrome partner labels and stuff. Yeah. Now, where's the good releases for like? inside and, and martyrs and not the fucking um uh inside i think just umbrella. got for a good release yeah not umbrella. umbrella the second site i think just released martyrs and um and umbrella uh, did um umbrella did martyrs i think yeah i did, think second site did too but oh i don't know umbrella yeah. is australia and second site's uk right yeah so yeah. i think the second site ones i read somewhere that they're just upscales like ew yeah i know and i was like what the because second side usually does really good transfers on their shit and yeah it was simon it was uh explosive action i was watching one of his videos and he said that uh he was really really disappointed with the um i think it was the martyrs tram maybe it was in, i can't remember which one he was talking about but that it was just an upscale and i was like what the fuck like really an upscale d- from like a boutique label like that at this point in time like that just seems so scandalous and wrong yeah i did get um the martyrs from umbrella yeah i, was, I haven't watched it i though. still have i haven't gotten around I to pick, pick it up. I, up i need to pick it up though i, I wanted I like to pick umbrella, it up at so. wasteland and um diabolic wasn't there last minute oh yeah i heard about that i was fucking the guy that was there though i wish i still wish they were there i probably would have spent more money with them than anyone else but mm-hmm. the guy that was there was selling like really cool shirts he was we we're talking to him for a little bit yeah. i guess that was his buddy yeah but, but yeah, like pretty much all those fab four or five films, they all need the fucking better. I just want like a nice fucking awesome edition of Inside. Yeah, yeah. That that's the I have one a DVD I want the of this though. Same. Yeah. I thought one got announced something cool for Inside. I don't think so. I think I would remember that because that that's probably my favorite of the five. Yeah. Yeah, I love Inside. It's great. So fucking bloody, man. I think Martyrs is my favorite. Martyrs that's is such a us- hard watch. That's man. usually everybody's favorite, but I prefer Inside. Yeah, I mean, we reviewed Martyrs one time on another podcast that we started, did one episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and like we really movie. like we 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 talked about that film for like a couple hours, man. Yeah, it was a good. good Broke show. that shit. Martyrs, right is, I think Martyrs are really good. I like the movie a lot. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Anyways, uh, that's uh, Calvary, also known as The Ordeal from 2004. All right, so moving into the second film from 2011. Yes, killing uh, two birds with one stone. I like that. Uh, A Cadaver Christmas. Yeah. Um, You guys have seen this one before, right? Yep. It's been a long time, though yeah yeah i think i rewatched this one actually a couple years back i hadn't seen it probably since around the time it came out and but yeah so um yeah i picked this up on dvd in 2012 i think and i've literally not watched it since <laughs> right uh synopsis um man this is like so long i don't want to read this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> 
United by <laughs> united by terrifying and bizarre circumstances, the janitor, the drunk, the bartender, the cop, his perp, and the security guard must fight to undo the professor's work. A dark force is at work in the cadaver lab this Christmas, and this unconventional band of heroes are the only hope the world has against an army of living corpses that are quickly re <laughs> re recruiting new members. No, it's recruiting, okay. Uh, recruiting. It's interesting. Uh, the undead have been given the gift of life, and it's up to the janitor to take it back. Dude, Man. that description is like wrote as if you've seen the movie. <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah. It's like, it's wrote like you know who the characters are. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's basically what it is, man. It's like the movie starts out with uh, this janitor. He's all fucking bloodied up and shit. And he makes his way over to a, over to this bar to grab a beer because he's been fighting off some uh, living dead. And yeah, so the it bartender happens. and the Dude, stupid That's like ass my favorite scene of the movie. Like, in the, the beginning. The, yeah. Yeah. And so he... he basically yeah the bartender and um the uh, the drunk that's sitting there uh they join forces with him to go fight off some of these living deads and shit and but man i remember the first time i watched this movie i could not help notice but <laughs> that the lead guy the janitor in this film he reminds me of fucking little bitch like squeak from basketball like there's something about him he just reminds me that. He just reminds me he's got kind of like he's a very small bodied and stuff his yeah, face he has a, he has the same like frame yeah, like he just reminds me of Squeak. It's fucking hilarious, man. I love Squeak. Oh my god, I've seen that movie way too many times. That would be actually kind of a fun show. The janitor, like a janitor show, like Cadaver Christmas versus like Toxic Avenger. Is there is there any more movies that have janitors that are the fucking heroes? There's gotta or be. There's gotta be. But yeah, it's like yeah. Anyways, but um. So, what are your guys' thoughts on a Cadaver Christmas? It's obviously a comedy horror film. So yeah, I actually love it. Um, I think it's really funny. I think what they did with a ten thousand dollar budget is pretty impressive, dude. I know, man. Uh, like, it's I think so the writing is the the high point of this film. I, I this you know how you watch a lot of like no budget indie films and like the right the one thing you don't need money for is like writing. Essentially, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, yeah. you can scale down the budget with the writing, but a lot of times when you watch indie films they're just written so poorly yeah they don't have like, good dialogue this one feels like this guy had wrote this script like 10 years before he ever filmed it and just kept adding shit to it and kept mm -hmm. like uh fine-tuning the jokes and the payoffs yeah. and stuff because this movie is littered with with jokes and and callbacks and and payoffs and i i love stuff like that when we're talking super low budget indie flicks and I think this one is is super fun, man. It is, man. It, it has like one liners opening... from this movie that I've been using for years and forgot they were from <laughs> this movie. That's funny, dude. My, like I fucking love the thing where they're just like casually, like they're like the fucking zombies, and he's like cadavers. cadavers. <laughs> he just always like cadavers, and then like it, it has a great payoff at the end where he's he's like, yeah, we gotta get these zombies, and they're like, wait, zombies, and he's like, yeah, these ones move faster. So like he just basically changes it up so he's still right. <laughs> man, I think my favorite gag in the film is is when uh he goes to call the police and it gets fucking it transfers over to the campus security and they have they have to make a decision on, and they make a decision if the call is warranted of the police or their help 
<laughs> yeah, and it's hard because he's like, "What if I was getting this, raped?" They do this that joke is why a couple it's times. well written, right? Yeah, because they, the first time you get it, he you know he tells the 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 situation, and then this then you get it a second time when he rips the phone off the wall, and you think that's the end of it. But then it comes around the third time in the flashback when he's like, "I tried to notify the authorities," and then it just has a click quick clip of her of him calling her well there's even a scene where it's so fucking funny dude. there's even a scene where she explains the whole thing right to his face and he's like yeah yeah i know i've already heard this spiel before (laughs) he's talking about when he's on the phone with her it's like fucking hilarious (laughs) i am in my third year of criminal justice with with two years of experience and i'm cpr certified yeah it's so ridiculous man (laughs) but i I, man but the cop is like the fuck he's the most annoying character in this film ever like he's just he's just such a dick and i just want to punch him in the fucking face like every time he talks man but i love the drunk dude man i like i love the drunk dude when he starts explaining about like the zombie slugs or whatever and shit he's like oh wait you get so smart that is well written because that's based in reality it's like there are these like zombie snails like snails, this, yeah. this parasite that infects these snails and stuff yeah and it's like i just think that that's a nice little touch to sort of set set the mythology up and and honestly we've never seen i've never seen that particular thing done before so mm-hmm. i thought that was cool and then i love how like when he tells the stories like you know talks about how like he had to kill all these cadavers <laughs> and it's like he's like you said there were thousands he's like i may have exaggerated a little bit <laughs> but there's definitely like six now it's just, it, it, I think there's so many, it's, it, it's nonstop jokes, dude. The entire mm-hmm. fucking movie is just nonstop funny moments. Yeah. Thing. And it's and not like it's corny jokes. The... It's not even like it's bad. Right. Corny jokes. It's, a no, it, it's, written, so it's written, it's written very, very well. You know, you know, you know me, I like these little fucking soft touches in films where you really got to pay attention. Like when I'm watching movies, I'm always looking for posters and I'm always looking for shit that's like in the background and stuff. And there's a scene in this film where he rips the, the tree venge poster off the, uh, off the billboard. I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. <laughs> so if you guys ever seen I, tree venge, yeah. it's fucking uh, Jason Eisner's short Christmas film and it's fucking awesome it's totally awesome but that was just a nice little touch because it was you know jason eisner so yeah this um so this film i I first heard of this film we had greg on a few weeks ago and um he uh one of the podcasts he mentioned that was on that network when back in like 2011 or 10 or whatever when they i think it was 2010 when they started was a show called uh attack of the killer podcast i think yeah and yeah, the, yeah, one of the guys who is a host on that podcast is the director of this film that's how i first heard about it mm. that's actually talk- really fucking cool he always talked about when i was shooting cadaver when i was shooting everybody made fun of him because he always brought up cadaver and uh i remember let me let me fucking see this guy's movie that he keeps bringing up so i picked it up on amazon for five dollars on dvd <laughs> Wow. And uh yeah, so cool that it's made by like a podcaster, dude, you know. You know, it's funny. I actually forgot who had sent me that like I bust open my DVD and I always keep the notes in in the DVDs and shit that people have sent me. And uh-huh. you know who sent me this movie was fucking Bill, Mr. Snake is twenty one. You sent me this film. Really? Yeah, I like opened up the note and I was like, Oh shit. I like completely forgot that he'd sent me this film. So I doubt he's listening, but man, if you're listening, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> This movie doesn't have a Blu-ray, does it? 
Uh-uh. I, I doubt so. it. Yeah. Looks like a lot of these people are one-time actors. What did you guys think? Yeah, I think it was just like all friends. Made, made. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. That's probably friends. why it worked because like the janitor, the bartender, and the drunk guy had so much chemistry. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody really did. Yeah, I liked like you could tell like they they did work together. Like this movie really does make the most of its budget. Honestly, like a big theme I've discovered in 2011 is like 2011 is the year of overachieving indie films. There's a lot yeah. of good. Yeah, I know this era of indie film was really really you good. Got th- so far, movies. just like what I've know about what I've know about and seen, like there's this, there's um well the taint absentia. yeah the taint absentia Father's Day. Um, yeah. Manborg, Adam Chaplin. There's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there's a, yeah, and so unique too, right? And, w- and one thing that a lot of those movies share too, man, is like not just the the you know the, obviously the indie status of low budget filmmaking, but they all have like really good soundtracks, man. Like this one's got good music in it too, and obviously yeah. like all the Necrostore movies have great fucking hard fucking synth music and shit. It's just awesome, dude. Um, but yeah, the Taint synth, man, it's like all really good. But like that's how you utilize your budget, man. You you fucking have a good setting shoot it well and uh music man music makes a big difference so and there a lot of those are smart too where they get like all these are like 85 minutes flat or less like get in get out like they all know what they're doing oh dude there's nothing worse than watching a fucking two and a half hour indie film that's like yeah. ugh. i'm talking about <laughs> like zombie eight, slugs. Like 75 to 80 minutes is like the perfect length for like one of these indie films just like get to the point have fun make the most out of it like when right. these movies start to With drag like yeah Tank is like mm-hmm. 70 minutes, but it's yeah. like the most, it's 70 minutes of fun. Yeah. What, what did you guys think about the like filter? I liked it a lot. Actually. I didn't remember that from last time and I thought it fit really cool here. I think it's part I of the joke, too, but they like, they, they use it so heavily in this. It's like, just, it's ridiculously overdone, but I think that's part yeah. of the joke though, too. Um, yeah. I, I think one of the funniest scenes in the film, and it's obviously done because it's, you know, it's supposed to be funny too, but the scene where, think he grabs a computer screen or whatever or yeah i think it's a computer screen he, sma- he smashes it on one of the zombies heads or whatever and like if you see it like it cadavers um, the cadaver's <laughs> head yeah the cadaver's head and uh you see like this huge kind of green cg pop up in there it's fucking so funny looking man <laughs> <laughs> it almost looks like like the tv was going out like your own tv i don't know man it's just it's so funny looking man but i think it's done as a joke though too yeah, yeah th- this movie has charm whenever i you know watch these you know the same thing with like shot on video i look for passion that that's i feel like you could tell the difference between the films that were sort of just like exploitation to like make a buck mm-hmm. versus the ones that have passion and that's what was so fun about like the shot on video era of the late 80s and and early 90s is most of those people just wanted to make a film so bad that they just did it by any means and they ooze passion yeah there's i I get the same vibe from this film yeah there's not too many films from that era like the early 80s to the early 90s where you know that could be compared to like the later indie films that just like you can just see there's no passion like all those filmmakers were making those movies with nothing but passion and and motivation to make good movies if they turned out good that was a bonus i guess but they weren't trying to make bad movies you know what i mean they were just trying to make something because they wanted to make something and they wanted to make movies and that is it, it bleeds through when watching it 
Yeah, there's nothing worse than watching a film that's like made bad on purpose. You know what I yeah, mean? I and like, I'm like not a just, fan of that. Like ninety yeah, percent of those, ninety percent of those movies don't work for me. Every once in a while, some of the shit will make me laugh and stuff. But I mean, most of those things just don't feel like they have any passion behind them. It's like you're making a bad movie on purpose. Personally, like, I, don't, I don't understand I the concept. Yes, it. I I think it's just a way to avoid criticism. It's just a deflection. Oh. It's called it's net. It's like uh, nesting. Like you're building a nest. Yep. Yeah, basically it's overly saying, like, oh, i meant i meant yeah. to do that it's yeah, overly self-aware it sucks that, yeah when someone says like it sucks you can be like it's supposed to suck that's why it's funny yeah it's overly yeah. self-aware too man it's like you know i'm gonna make this shit bad and be like oh well you can't say it's fucking bad because it is bad it's like fuck shut up man yeah i just cope stupid but but yeah but yeah like even the effects in this film are done pretty well too you know again going back to the ten thousand dollar budget and stuff like i mean the first you know probably two-thirds of the film doesn't have an abundance uh it doesn't have that many kills it has some things that are going on it's it's got you know some blood it's got a few kills here and now you could probably count on one hand how many kills there is before the third act but yeah when when, when they do happen, the gang though that's what makes it good exactly yeah. this this one isn't even about i know and that's what i was gonna say this one isn't even generally really about the cadavers it's more about the characters in this film right like they're they're the real stars you're here to watch especially them. by the end like it honestly gets like touching and fucking kind of works i just love how the fucking buddy like i it makes me laugh every single time that what saved him was him being a drunk bastard yeah 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 like, like, uh, he literally had so much alcohol in his system that it couldn't poison him <laughs> remember the uh film the irish film grabbers that's like the same deal dude that's what i remember, remember i talked about grabbers <laughs> i talked about grabbers movie. being having one of the funniest premises ever like that's so fucking funny man like yeah, irish they, people they basically that are gotta get shit faced not to die the fact that it's an irish film and they, now they're forced <laughs> to get shit faced they don't have to be forced to get shit faced but it saves their life yeah yeah that's funny. Dude, the greatest you, narrative the, ever. you know the like most shocking part of this entire movie is like when the hero the janitor they're in the hall and he fucking kicks and breaks the dude's leg in half and leaves him to die yeah <laughs> it's like you don't normally see that out of the hero right pretty <laughs> <laughs> funny oh man but yeah they actually managed like you know even in such a short film and and you know with the low budgets that they actually managed to put in you know a full backstory of like how this actually happened and stuff it's not just one of these you know these cadaver films that you know has no narrative to why these are rising from the dead you know what i mean like there's so many zombie films out there that just don't they're just i'm just i'm saying zombie <laughs> films because i'm referring to the actual zombie films yeah but this is a cadaver film well, i know i'm not talking about this one i'm talking about the other zombie films that don't have any explanation to why the dead are rising and walking around and shit like that where this one gives you a complete backstory about this guy that like you know was trying to fix his wife because she had this terminal illness and it stuff. works for what yeah. it is <laughs> it, it's actually kind of touching a little bit too it's it's interesting how it kind of yeah. plays into the end and stuff and but but the fact that they went out and they actually shot the foot they didn't just tell you the story they actually you know got a an actor and you know to play this part it's, it's it's just very well done i think the movie has a really good pace to it too it's like you know it you just could tell that you could tell like that this film has like some influences like i i feel like the professor is like influenced sort of like e the evil dead professor a little bit like just the way that it's it plays out 
Mm-hmm. And then also I think I feel like there's like a return living dead vibe a little bit too with like the way the characters are and also like how the the bar is next door to the like science lab thingy. I feel like that might have been taken from there maybe um yeah possibly man possibly just knowing the guy on the podcast and like how uh much film like how what kind of horror films and stuff dude like mm-hmm. right. i haven't listened to that show in like 10 years but <laughs> from what i remember what's the um oh fuck, i can't remember his name right now the doctor from day of the dead the fuck is his name in the film right frankenstein they call him yeah but yeah anyways but i, I kind of feel like that character is a little bit him too possibly yeah probably like that's the i i think i originally thought that like back in the day i think that was kind of where i was getting the vibes from and stuff but like even like just having it in one setting it's like a it's it's kind of like a dawn of the dead thing obviously this is set in a school campus kind of thing but in day in dawn of the dead is set in a in a in a shopping mall kind of thing but you know you got yeah. that kind of one one setting vibe to it and stuff and but yeah there's some definitely some calls and stuff and like what what i like like a lot of these indie films do that you know they they give praise and they give flowers to a lot of the films that I- influence them to make their uh to make their film and stuff like that and they don't overdo it the right. only thing that they overdo in this film is the actual filter but i think that's done on purpose you know what i mean yeah just to kind of like because it's a comedy right it's not like you're making a serious slasher film that's a throwback and it just has this crazy i feel like it works better because it's i think at christmas too yeah which is weird it just i don't know for some reason like it being christmassy and that filter kind of fit for me yeah and it's like this movie lets you know exactly what it is from the jump too yeah yeah. it kind of reminded me of feast at the beginning yeah i can see why you'd say that oh in the bar right i love that scene he comes he's yeah like, like how he just shows up and it's like janitor you can't get you can't use the bathroom without buying something it, it almost sets it up <laughs> like it's the end of the movie but it actually isn't like the way he walks in the bar he's going to tell yeah. this whole story but then it doesn't do that yeah. like, it, it, i find that kind of funny too in the narrative it's like you think oh he's just going to tell this story about how he killed all these cadavers now he's having a beer and he's going to tell the bartender his whole story and shit but it's totally not like that it's funny but yeah good movie man it's it's so much damn fun i rec i i highly recommend a cadaver christmas it's a fun shit it's yeah. fun stuff so but i i just can't get over the fact that like, the lead he does remind me of squeak 100 i can see, see why you'd say that it's just something about him man he just reminds me of fucking he's got that same like kind of like like almost like i don't know how to say it like he's got that same like head that ship like like the muppet beaker like, do you think may- yeah right right do you think maybe like you know speaking of like influence and stuff do you think like this character was kind of based on like the the actual janitor from toxic avenger because he's kind of similar like no, i don't think so. i don't think so just because like melvin's a, melvin's a little like he's a wuss he's a that, like this guy's is, like yeah this guy's like a fast talker like right like right at the beginning of the movie like he sasses the big guys like you just, they're, they're so similar in stature like they're all you know Really, yeah but really like small the kind of look yeah yeah it's yeah, funny kind of look the same but like yeah. he's sassing people from the get-go and he's being the leader like i guess not personality wise but just kind of like aesthetically like it's almost like the same person you know from talking they could have like said that, that guy is perfect yeah. for that role man yeah that guy killed it that guy like acted the shit out of his part yeah like he completely got it oh yeah big time big time 
Yeah. I think everyone does their part very, very well. Like the cop is yeah. supposed to be obnoxious and an asshole yeah. and he plays it out really, really well. Like the, the drunk dumb guy is like, he's almost too dumb for his own good, but then he's like, he has these moments of clarity that are really fucking funny. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. but the way he talks, like he's just, he talks like a little kid but he's just shit faced. Yeah. He talks all slow. He's like, <laughs> yeah, so he's fun. I, you know, there's such a variety of characters in this film, like considering there's only so many and I, I almost feel bad for the bartender. Like his demise was kind of brutal. Yeah. I liked him. I liked the bartender. He was cool. So, but yeah, cadaver Christmas, man. What else you guys got on cadaver Christmas? That's it. Christmas. I, st I still think the funniest moment for myself is the fucking first time he calls, <laughs> tries to call the police, man. He gets <laughs> campus security, makes me laugh so hard. I'm like, these assholes always got to be. That, that like shark. feels like something that actually is real for some reason. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, see, like, I mean, like, sometimes that stuff is just based off a of real life experience. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, like that's a real thing in some campuses where if you, if you use a campus phone, it redirects you to campus security. If you call out, like if you call nine one one or whatever, like I, I don't know why that would ever be a thing because you're just he's wasting like, time at that point. Like, like it's stupid. Call nine one one. Like generally, when people call nine one one, they actually have an emergency. They don't want to be redirected to campus security and have them give you a questionnaire or the, them to figure out if it's uh if it's yeah, if it's if it's fucking serious enough for them to intervene or actually call the police. <laughs> like, yeah, see, so like, the way even. the girl play the way the girl plays it off. And just like <laughs> she does a good job in that role too, man. She does, does a really good job. They're like, yeah. like we want you to play the naive, like ditzy college girl who thinks she's a lot smarter than she is, and she does it. Like she does, she understood the assignment. I just, I love just, the fact I started busting out legs. Like, so what if someone was coming in my window when I was getting raped? Right. <laughs> I just find it so funny that like she obviously was talking to one of those people earlier on the phone, but then has to say the whole spiel to their faces later on. Yeah. Right. It's like she repeats it word for word. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I That's exactly what happens. Those are funny. And he's like, yeah, I already heard this one. Yeah. And I'm like, why is she saying this again? She was quite clearly talking to someone here. <laughs> it's <fucking so> ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. It's funny shit. Um, ratings. Who's up? Tyler yep. Saucedo. Okay. Uh, yeah, this movie's a lot of fun. Um, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. Uh, I was going to give the, I don't know, same deal as the last minute. I was going to give this one a six and a half, but uh, coming up talking about it again. So I'm going to give it a seven. JP? That's one thing that you will end up doing a lot. I do it all the time. Being a I podcaster just like want yeah. to, like, it goes uh, both ways. It goes I, both I do ways. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I go lower than what yeah. I thought, but yeah. Um, I, uh, I really like this movie. I think I think that it's a lot of fun. Uh, I give it a seven as well. Yeah, I'm in at a seven and a half on this one. Nice. It's uh, it's a really, really, really well done indie film. I love the music in it too. It's great. Even the opening credits. I man, would with, really like, like to own this movie on Blu-ray. I hope someone releases it somehow. Like just doing a nice opening credits, you know, like with those type of graphics and stuff is always fun to me. Like it never comes off corny and cheesy and shit like that. I actually really like that type of stuff. Yeah. It just adds a nice little touch. You're like, you're putting a little extra effort into it instead of just running your standard credit lines and stuff like that. Right. It's Do on it. brand for this type of movie too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it just really, it, it works for a cadaver movie. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn right. (laughs) All right. So that's a cadaver Christmas from 2011. All right. So getting into the third and final film here on episode 249, we're going to talk about a brand new film just got released from 2023 and it is called it's a wonderful knife. Yes. That is a play on it's a wonderful life basically containing very similar type narrative to it, but we'll get into the synopsis here. Uh, After saving her town from a psychotic killer, Winnie Carruthers, life is less than wonderful. When she wishes she'd never been born, she finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe where without her, things could be much, much worse. So, yeah, that's pretty much what happens. So basically the film opens up with um, a killer who's been fucking hacking up some people and uh she ends up killing this killer and it jumps a year later so it's the following christmas and she's just been struggling with everything that's happened in her life and she's not liking anything that's going on and she ultimately wishes that she was never been born triggers she ends up in this parallel universe where the killer is happening and she's basically invisible well she's not actually invisible it's not like it's a wonderful life where where he's being taken around but by clarence but she actually is part of the narrative and she's in there and stuff, but all the characters are different and, and shit like that and stuff. So what are your guys's thoughts on? It's a wonderful knife JP. Um, so I went into this movie, uh, kind of expecting it to not be really that good. Just based on what I heard. Um, I think I liked it more than what I expected. I still don't think it's like amazing or anything, um i think the first section of the movie maybe like the first two acts are are pretty solid and i feel like the third act kind of sucks um but i did like the very end like of the movie <clears throat> but i, I where, think where the, she made where she made where she makes out with weirdo <laughs> well you, you like where she's just all happy to be like back <laughs> No, I just thought that was so strange that that happened. I thought it was so shoehorned in. I was like, what the? I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, she's a lesbian? I'm like, what the? I kind of bought that relationship, though, man. I don't know. No, no, no. But I I bought into the relationship, too. But I just didn't think that she was also, they were going to be like kissing and shit. That was weird to me. Did they? I don't even remember them doing that. Yeah, Yeah, they did. They did it twice. They like did it to like, they did it when she was back. Um back like in the world where she didn't exist and then well like, that's how she gets well that's not how she gets back but they're kissing then she kind of fades oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. she wakes up the next morning and it's like christmas and she's and back she's with her like, family ah, she, yeah. um, like, give me some more sugar but um but no i think that like <laughs> fucking justin log is such a fucking asshole dude dude i was I, totally, I was surprised to even see him i didn't know he was in this and then i'm like is that fucking justin long dude he i thought yes i swear to god like in that, right at the beginning i was like i was watching this and then until it got real close to his face i i literally thought to myself like man martin short looks really young dude <laughs> i have this written on my fucking i said justin long looks like fucking martin short in this movie he does. Yeah, he exactly. looks like Martin Short, doesn't he? Fuck, man, yeah, that's so funny. Like, wow, that Martin up. Short looks really young. Like, I said, Justin really Long looks like Martin age. Short in this movie somehow, and I think it's because they like put a mouthpiece or like he has different teeth or something. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but as he I, looked, it got close to his face. I was like, "Is that Justin Long?" Yeah, I actually knew he was in the film, but 
like his voice like his accent or his voice that he's doing in this shit man was making me laugh through the whole movie it just it was so ridiculously like ham like hammed up you know i don't know yeah. what it was man. He, but you can tell he's definitely got like different teeth in his mouth like his mouth is so white and big teeth and shit so i think that was helping with the way he was doing his accent and stuff uh but his yeah, voice think- was hilarious in this it just didn't it was so comedic man it was ridiculous oh my god i was having so much fun with him but yeah uh i think that i yeah he he plays like a douchebag pretty good lately like he was getting um barbarian. fucking barbarian is like a douchebag too he plays a douchebag um, in a lot of movies actually i don't really wa- watch he was kind of a douchebag in tusk yeah yeah I, I yeah I, I haven't seen like a ton of justin long stuff i guess but i guess you're right um so i will say that the christmas vibe is on point in this one. Oh, it's so good it's really really yeah, good man lots of christmas vibe um actually one of my favorite sequences in the movie is whenever uh the one like meth smoker dude gets killed and it's like outside of that party or whatever and like how the strobe light is and yeah during the shake sequence and stuff and the music i thought that was done pretty well yeah actually so the, kill, the, the kills actually aren't too bad in this you know you know what i was getting a vibe of obviously the way the killer looks like it's uh what's the name of the town it's um snow angel, angel falls angel Which falls is- and right and of course angel. the killer's like the angel of death kind of thing he dresses like an angel and stuff but the killer yeah. the way the killer kills like so violently with the stabs and shit just reminded me of Ghostface. there were so many ghosts dude 100 yeah. especially because the the costume it's like a white ghost face yeah. essentially but that you one scene I mean? where he's like, stabbing yeah. the shit out of that person and like he's just it, i was like holy fuck that's that's ghost face right there like it was just yeah 100 ghost face man i was like wow it's crazy I mean, I don't have a problem with that. It just reminded me of Ghostface. So, yeah, it's but, it's like the waviness of like the robe thing he's wearing too. Yeah, yeah. But what? So, what did you guys think about like all the, you know, how things changed when when after she wishes she wasn't born? I, I liked it, man. I mean. It, it was it went pretty extreme now how everyone was like a drug addict and a crackhead and shit her, her mom was like a yeah. fucking her mom was an oh alcoholic God. yeah slut her mom and was i was an like alcoholic swinger yeah but that was one aspect i like because like she didn't exist right so, so when she shows up at her parents house like her brother had died yeah. and she had never been born so like they're like you're not my fucking daughter kind of thing and I, I like that whole aspect and shit but it was just it was just funny to see that her mom was like a fucking drunk slut had like a piece on the side and shit. It was like, it was weird. And like all these friends were like crackheads and the drug shit was like out of control and stuff. And of course, Justin Long character, uh, what's his name? Um, Henry Waters, like he, you know, he was in the beginning part of the movie, he's trying to basically buy up the rest of the land and stuff so he can own the city and shit. In this alternate universe, he does, he owns everything. He's like the town mayor and his, and his asshole. Yeah, he's fucking Biff. He's exactly Biff. That's exactly what he is. (laughs) And his brother now is the town sheriff because the sheriff had been killed a year prior and stuff like that in this alternate universe. So he got that kind of setup where now like Justin Long is totally untouchable and shit. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I like what they I did. Thought, I, like- I thought weirdo. I thought weirdo was a pretty fun character. Like yeah. I, I like the the weirdo joke where they're like they don't even say you're all weirdo. Like they just call you weirdo. Yeah, I didn't really <laughs> see like her name. Being coming- the weirdo. 
it was weird because the first act, I didn't think that her character was going to become like, like the Clarence. The like best I, did, I think that's yeah. the point though, that they were just like, you yeah, know, like I, this person's ignored in this time. Which, yeah, like she just, yeah. And then I, I just didn't see, I, for some reason, I just didn't see a comment, but it worked. It worked really, yeah. really well. I like the, like the, mm-hmm. the idea of having Catherine Isabel in the film as the aunt. That was cool. It makes sense. Cause this yeah. is a Canadian film. It was all filmed in Vancouver. Um, she got um, old. I didn't realize Canadian. that was her until like yeah, halfway my, through until more my, than halfway through. Yeah. So yeah, of course, Catherine, she's Canadian does a lot of vancouver films and stuff so um well hell ginger snaps came out like 24 years ago i know like I, she, she's like 43 years old but like, she looks like a normal like 43 year old woman but like yeah i just have i hadn't seen her something in a while and like i like honestly the last thing i probably saw her was like american mary and that was what 10 years ago yeah it's been a while since i've seen her in something either too i was actually thinking that when i was watching this i was like man i haven't seen Catherine isabel in something in a long time and i was like is it american mary i'm like i feel like that was the last thing but what, yeah, was she in um <clears throat> abid oh yeah she wa- yeah right. i watched that that was a shitty remake yeah I, I, by that point the sauce is a lot had like lost all credibility with me i'm like yeah no thank you but yeah like overall man i was expecting not to because i kept hearing nothing but bad things about this movie like the execution was terrible like yeah. everything about this movie is bad i'm like okay first of all I like some of the characters. Justin Long character was killing me. It was fucking hilarious. It was cool to see Catherine Isabel in there. I like the lead. I thought she did a really good job in the film. But yeah, the aesthetic was, was the aesthetic was awesome. Like it has a beautiful Christmas vibe to it, man. Uh the music is fine for what it is. Um but like old- kills. The only thing I really didn't <clears throat> like is what they like what they did with the father character. Um, well, the father I just, ca- I just didn't like how they it doesn't even make any up. see that's yeah. okay so i'm glad you brought that up because i have this written down and i don't really understand that whole thing like they try to twist out like oh yeah he's the killer but you know he's not the fucking killer because the shit was happening before the son died right so yeah i thought the way like they've kind of tied it like shoehorn that and I right so he's that. obviously just doing revenge killing because he became that person after his son got killed so well, obviously- they tie it into the they're sort of working together type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we obviously know that just but Long not, is, but is, only in this <clears throat> timeline, not in the original. Yeah, timeline. right. Right. Because well, what they do is they they make this I mean, it, I guess it's kind of a twist. I mean, what they do with the narrative and stuff is kind of interesting because like they make Justin Long almost like this Charles Manson type cult leader where he's actually can control people in a sense, right? And so the father was yeah. being controlled and like all these people he refer uh, referred to all the people in the town as like drones and they literally there's a scene in the end of the film where he's like giving the speech and stuff like that and all these townspeople are like staring at him and all their eyes are all lit up and they're all like drony like and stuff and of course when you know his demise happens everyone snaps out of it and it's like oh shit what the fuck was going on kind of thing right so it's kind yeah, of like that's weird- the only uh, that's the aspect i didn't like though. yeah like that when i say the third act like all that stuff i just thought was like well it, it was unnecessary there was I thought it was really messy. Th- there's a moment there's a moment where the writing is actually really p- piss poor because so after she kills her dad and she they had actually already talked about how she was going to make it back to her reality and cuz she had to kill the killer to be sent back before the apocalypse or the 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 aura thing disappeared or whatever. But she tries to get sent back after she kills her dad, but she knows that he's not the full killer why wouldn't she like y- y- her character has to know that henry waters is the fucking mastermind behind this right he's got to be he's got to be the demise for her to be sent back but she tries before 
she kills him you know what i mean yeah there's well it doesn't make any sense because she tried to go back, i was already kind of just but like, she hadn't killed the guy, she hadn't killed the actual killer yet and i was like i'm scratching my head going did they fuck they fuck the writing up here or something or the characters have i feel just i feel like i feel like that you know because it's a parallel maybe that she thinks that it well no because be they'd already established how she was going to be sent back well, because when she's talking I, yeah, to they weirdo, did do that yeah because when they talk to the, weirdo she's the like this you thing have to kill the killer out to me though. yeah i'll say this the first thing that stuck out to me about the writing might not be uh, exactly where it should be is when they went back and you learned that this is the this guy's on a murder streak of like 27 in a year and like there's kids still walking around like having like parties and stuff even though like that's just not how it would be like the how it would be so fucking terrified to do anything. but maybe that's why everyone was a crackhead now because they're like oh fuck yeah man. everyone's they're dying like, off of i just like they're trying to I escape it that way I, well i think that's where they tie in that like he has the town under control thing yeah i just thought it was not well executed i'm kind of i, I agree with like, you i don't think that it's like the no the, the third act is waited. it actually kind i of thought yeah the, i thought the first act was fun like i did think like it was like a fun slasher at first and i was yeah. kind of wondering like why do well, people even, not like this movie and then i kind of even the whole middle part of the movie was actually pretty good too and then mm -hmm. and then like like the third like soon as the father got introduced as like a revenge killer and shit and like they start revealing like all these other things and then that poor writing where she tries to send herself back before she even finished the job i was like what the fuck it like you know, the more I even think about going it now. downhill for me around the point they went to the movies together. Oh, and that, that sucks, man. So that so that scene was shot in the Rio, and I've been in that theater tons and tons of times. I've seen lots of uh, lots of shows in there and stuff like that. But it's cool because they're watching the 1951 version of the Christmas Carol um, or Scrooge, however you want to call it. That's like one of my favorite ones of all time. Just, I don't think I've seen that just one. a little sign note. It's like my favorite version of Christmas Carol. It's awesome, man. With um, uh, I love with Christmas Alistair Sim. Carol. I love the story. Like, yeah, I love yeah the story's story great. Yeah. Yeah. Alistair Strittman, he plays the best Scrooge, man. Like, it's so creepy, dude. It's almost like horrorish, man. It's fucking so creepy. That movie, man's awesome. But anyways, that's the one they're watching yeah. in, in the theater. So pretty cool. But yeah, I was like, I don't oh, really man. think I've seen a, a Christmas Carol. I haven't liked. I know. I always, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I always love them. I have so many versions, man, like, like I, and DVD and shit. It's just crazy how many versions I have. I love it. Like, I like the Jim Carrey one. I like the Fred Flintstone one. Like, I, I just like Mickey's them. Christmas Carol is like one of my all time favorites. I like, like the what, James Stewart like 30 one. minutes, man. I love it. Yeah. yeah I like the, J the James Stewart one and I like the, uh, the Muppets one. Oh yeah, the Muppets <laughs> one's good too. I have a bunch yeah. of I love the Muppets, man. It's good stuff. But um, but yeah, no, like I mean, this movie has lots of good things. It's way but see, I'm in the same boat as UJP. I was expecting it to be pretty average and yeah. really not gonna care about this. But I I you know, I like probably 80% of this movie. Like it was pretty it was it was it was shot better, like so much better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was gonna be super low budget for some reason. I, like I like, think it helps too, like whenever you think of like totally killer, like seems like I mean you just yeah. sort of like the type of movies where it's like back to the future type shit where like i was gonna say this felt like a way better this felt like like a weaker version of totally killer that was something that struck me i mean i think it is kind of a weaker version but it's still fun it's funny <laughs> i never even thought of uh totally killer until you just mentioned that i'm like fuck that's like the second movie this year slasher film that was like set in a different fucking dimension yeah we weird, we, weird. we tend to like the that type of idea though Mm -hmm. well if you know me like back to the future is like my favorite trilogy of all time like i yeah it's fucking mom, love it's those three movies me too <laughs> like time I mean, travel I watch, 
Yeah, and those all, three are just perfect for me. I I, I watch them all the time. I oh, me too. I watch I watch one. all three at least once a year, and I actually just did watch all three like, <clears throat> not too long ago again. But but anyways, like time travel in general, I it, and I got it from Back to the Future was, you know, I just think it's such a cool idea. It's so fucking cool because there's like so many possibilities and shit. This is I don't know. I love it, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's fun. Yep. Yep. Mm hmm. What else? Oh yeah, I was gonna mention actually. Okay, so my buddy's in this film just for a short second. My buddy Mark, um, he 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 worked on the film, but they obviously threw him in there for a second. But uh, so the scene where she, um, the very the very moment where she ends up in the nightmare alternate reality and she's on that kind of mm -hmm. on the rooftop or whatever, that dude that gets stabbed in the eye and falls in front of her and she kind of screams and freaks out and shit. That's him. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so. neat. So Mark, if you're listening, he did a good job dying. No lines, nothing. They didn't even show the kill really. He just, he just like turns around, he's got this <laughs> knife hanging out of his eye and he just falls on his face. And I'm like, yeah. So yeah. Hopefully this hopefully this movie comes out like on hard disk. I'll, I'll when I when I see Mark at uh, Horicon this year, I'll get him to sign it. It's shutter, so usually they yeah. do put their stuff out. Yeah. Hopefully it's out by then so I can get him to sign it and stuff. So I like how there's man, mm -hmm. I, I like how every year, especially the the last like you know five ten years or so, we get like we we know we're gonna get a couple Christmas horror films at the end of the year. I I love that, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's been like you said, there's been quite a few this year, man. Like how many? Yeah, more, there's more this year than than usual. <laughs> like yeah, I've already seems watched like there's a lot this year. Like how many I, I've seen? Well, Candyland takes place during Christmas. I wouldn't say it's like actually Christmas yeah, horror film, but, but it does take place during Christmas, and it's got some Christmas vibes to it. But it's a wonderful knife, and I just watched. Um, this is like my fifth one, I think. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of other ones too. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, there's a uh, oh no, this might be my sixth one. I forgot that um, stupid anthology was uh, oh, the, the missing person or whatever. Yeah, was, that oh, shit, I, yeah. shit, I even watched that one too. Oh man, I've watched lots this year. Um, yeah, the Sacrifice... Uh, no, it's... Uh, yeah, Sacrifice Game. Oh, that's a Christmas movie too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, and what was the other one? Oh, Brooklyn yeah. 45, kinda, even though it's a little... Oh yeah, Brooklyn 45. Yeah, yeah. No, Brooklyn 45, yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I knew there was another one. Yeah, Candyland, Brooklyn. Fuck, there's so many. It's crazy. Yeah, and then of course there's a few lower budget, bar, yeah. uh, something in the barn. Oh, um, there's a there's another one. Santa isn't real. I think is another mm -hmm. one that's coming out this that's year. That's what I mentioned about somebody that gets like, I don't. know, She says that she got attacked by Santa. And no one believes her or something like that. So the title of the movie Santa isn't real. Some shit like that. Super low budget. I think Wild Eye or somebody put that shit or something. I don't know. Maybe it was a different one. I don't know. Well, but yeah, lots of, lots of Christmas movies this year, time. man. <laughs> no, no. Well, there's yeah, a couple. Like know. Wild Eyes put out a lot of Christmas movies over the years, man. Tons of them. Yeah, like Mrs. Claus one and two. I think they put out both those and yeah, low budget shit. I like some of those though. Ugh. Yeah, man. I I'm a fan of Christmas movies. I've all I love them, bro. I know you do too. I like how they directly reference "It's a Wonderful Life" in this movie, though. Like, the, the, I, I love part, the part oh. at the end. Hello, movie theater, or like Merry Christmas, movie theater. <laughs> but it it gets kind of like it almost gets a little bit touching and stuff when she when you know like weirdo is like you were my you were Clarence, 
like meaning that that she saved her life right because she alludes to the fact that she was going to kill herself right and i thought that was actually kind of a touchy moment because earlier in the film they're like yeah you're my george bailey you're clarence and george bailey and i'm like oh that's a cool reference to it's a wonderful life and then and then they go they take it one step further with how like i wasn't clarence you were clarence you saved me and it's like oh that's crazy yeah, because that, like, that, she literally that, was going to kill herself i was like that's fucking sad that's actually clever honestly like it, it was yeah. reversal yeah. um but yeah i think that the i think it's actually works the relationship and i'm usually not like one for these type of relationships like in movies i always feel like they're forced, what, lesbian the, ones you don't like lesbians no 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 just I'm like, like lesbians i'm joking <laughs> no I, I just felt like you can't i didn't realize that like they were gonna start ki- i was like the fuck well i think that i think that's why it works for me is because it, it it doesn't feel like all force like they're making a big big like moment out of it you know right, like they, right. they're like foreshadowing it so heavy and stuff but um i guess i just didn't see it like that i didn't see it coming i guess i just thought it was i mean i have no problem with it i just it took me right off like it just totally sidetracked me it was weird but i don't know totally cool but yeah i still think overall justin long steals the show in this film with his weird ass accent and his fucking fake white teeth it's just hilarious to me man god he hams it up in this but in a good way though so yeah ratings yeah ratings ratings um i think that's me first yep yeah um this was more surprising another surprising watch for me because uh like i said i i really did hear like i had heard this film was coming out and i was like oh this sounds cool and then when it came out a couple people went i think tony even went and seen it in the theater um well greg said he didn't like it in the theater and yeah yeah we had venom on the show and venom said he didn't like this movie either and i was like okay yeah so there was at least three people that i know that weren't like didn't care for it too much and then just the word online was that it wasn't very good and i was like all right uh maybe me going in with low expectations helped but i actually enjoyed most of the movie i'm with tyler where i think the biggest fault is like the sloppy writing with the father the like moods brought up the whole um weird way that they think they solve it even though they know what they have to do type thing yeah it's and, just a uh, cu- couple of the other things like how the town's acting and stuff it seems a bit off but uh outside of all that which is really small potatoes in the grand scheme of things it's a fun movie the killer's pretty cool actually uh kills aren't half bad christmas vibe is there so it's good with me i give it a seven yeah um again uh you know I, I don't mean to like mirror everything you said but I, i'm pretty much I like i like most of the movie too i think that the biggest problem is just in the third act really like you know with the father and like just the writing and stuff it's definitely uh what kind of brings this one down for me a little bit um i really don't like the scene where she actually kills her father like the way it's shot they they almost like strobe i thought i was going to have a fucking seizure watching that today <laughs> like i've never had a seizure but i i felt at that moment i might actually break out into a seizure and I, w- I was holding, I was drinking hot coffee and I was like, I had to put it down just in case something drastic was going to happen with me. But you guys know what did I mean? You, like, did you happen to watch the fights last night, Mitz? I did watch the fights and oh my did God. Did you see Bryce Mitchell get seizured when he got Oh my out? God. Bro, we, like, we, all three of so me, the wife and my buddy Matt were watching this, we're eating a bunch of Christmas foods and fucking just pigging out and 
drinking beers and watching fights and shit. And like, we all were like speechless, man. All three of us, like we watch the fights all the time. And like, not very often you get shocked to the point where you're like, oh my God, I've, like that was brutal. Dude, it, it was scary. It was, scary. I was like, I was, I was scared. I was like, damn, you know that dude yeah it was you're so right. bad that they let him stand <laughs> up because he couldn't fucking stand after his legs were buckling and they're like man he, like rogan's like man he's gonna fucking tear his knee and i'm like dude yeah. like they need to hold this guy up man like he was out of it dude oh my god that yeah, was bad that, that was that was a brutal ko and and like you said uh, you've watched hundreds of fights oh. i've watched hundreds of fights yeah it, it's rare where there's one that a knockout that's like got me like nervous that like someone might die in the audience. i know, you know that was I mean? th that's that hasn't happened in so long to me where i was like all three of us were like oh my god i hope he's okay like what the fuck like yeah, at dude. first we were all like he was he was crazy knockout and then they and then they cut back to him convulsing the wife was like oh my god and like you could see in her fit like the terror in her face yeah dude i was like oh dude that's not good that is so bad but yeah no the card was really good last night actually i thought it was good yeah, except for the main event was weak to me. Yeah, the main the main event was the worst fight. Go figure, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyways, yeah, it's it's a wonderful knife. Like I just, uh, yeah, like the scene with the father, the way they kill him, the way they shot it with like the the whole flashiness and stuff. I really did not like that at all, and it kind of falters itself like in the third act a little bit. But I think overall the movie's got a good aesthetic. It's got, you know, it's it's it's, it's got decent kills. Like I, I like the candy cane kill through the guy's neck yep. and out his mouth and shit. That was a good one um you know it's it's all practical effects and stuff and I, I think it's a solid film i think it's a solid film what did you end up giving this one i gave it a seven yeah that's exactly what i was giving it to um originally nice. originally i was in it like a six and a half and i'm like nah i think i like it more than that I, that I could, same thing i actually again talking about it made me you know come up on it a bit yeah i think i came up on it a little bit too i mean i mean honestly the pros outweigh the cons on this one for myself I can forgive yeah, that. Like, know, this is one that I would throw on in a couple years again for Christmas time. Honestly, dude, when, when I finished watching, I was like, I would watch that again. Yeah. So that's a good thing. If I, if I can find rewatchability out of a film, I'm cool with that. So, you know, it's cool. I like it's a wonderful life better. But yeah of course i gave that like a fucking five out of five. Oh, it's great it's such a good fucking movie i haven't watched it this year yet but i gotta i gotta watch it again so uh but yeah seven out of ten Sacedo. yeah um so i'm definitely not as high as you guys on it i thought <laughs> i had a chance to be a good like i thought it was fun at first and i was just gonna hope it was gonna keep that same energy but I really, the writing just like was really bad for me. I think by like the second half, I was even, I was kind of rolling my eyes by the time she was like, you're George Barely. Like, I, I was just, <laughs> I, kinda, like I, I was, like that call out, man. I did too. I was kind of already just like off of it at that point. And then the ending really didn't help. Oh, and then uh, I know uh, you did. You, you switched it off at that part and you watched the ending of Silent Night over and over and over and over again until we recorded. <laughs> you sick beautiful. fucking bastard. You sick fucking bastard. <laughs> You got no soul, man. You got no soul. If if my glowing view of a four hour misery piece last week wasn't enough indicator, I don't have a soul. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh -huh. But yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It didn't really overstay its welcome, and it's not like boring or anything. But I just, I don't think it's great. Um, I'm gonna go to five out of ten. Yeah, it's definitely right. it definitely doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like under ninety minutes. I think it runs about eighty three before the credits kick in. So it's like it's a pretty quick watch like honestly i was never bored throughout the film at all like it kept my attention through the whole thing there's just parts of it that i just thought were better than others kind of thing right so well yeah whenever here's how i know that i'm like 
at least half interested in a movie if i start it at work and then i'm like i'm actually gonna watch this at home <laughs> oh right. yeah makes sense yeah all right so yeah that's uh it's a wonderful knife from 2023 and that concludes episode 249 uh we don't have a big extravaganza episode planned for 250 that's just going to be the year end show um yeah. which kind of so works we're, itself we're taking up. a break here right yeah so we're gonna take the next two weeks off um for prep for 2023 and then we'll be recording i think on january 7th or something 7th or something yeah and then yeah and then we'll be back to regular programming after that we don't really have well we have a ton of shows lined up we just don't know which ones well i think we do actually i think we i do think we actually do i think we have everything planned out up until like the uh 2011 top 10 show so there'll be a couple top 10 shows coming here shortly so stay yep. tuned for those yep. and we shows. got a bunch of ideas planned bunch of they, like we literally have so much stuff that there's not enough time to do all the stuff we want to do yeah there's like <laughs> so we just went overboard with the ideas so like yeah but yeah, we'll continue so along with the zoology shows i don't know which one we're going to do next because we only really planned out the first three which was slugs i don't know why we ended up doing no not slugs. it was cockroaches that was the weirdest first cockroaches I, I like i like cockroaches damn it <laughs> and then um, uh, but dogs and cats so i don't know what the fourth one's gonna yeah, be dogs cats maybe uh, we should do bears because there's, there's so many bear bears movies there's oh, a lot i bears. wanted to we were originally gonna do bears as volume two because we were gonna do it with cocaine bear when it came out oh right i didn't we even think about cocaine, cocaine bear. bear and then two other bear films i was thinking of like grizzly um, and like prophecy and like shit like that from this those good oh, fun prophecy. 70s i haven't seen prophecy i've almost watched it multiple times oh grizzly has the <laughs> funniest fun. fucking ending ever to it man it fucking makes yeah. me it's so jaws it's so fucking jaws <laughs> but there, there's so many zoology shows we could do uh bees snakes well we have a list of like 30 of them alligators sharks oh sharks. So... you could do a hundred volumes of sharks yeah you could do <laughs> um but i i think it's kind of more interesting to do more of the ones that there's not a shit ton of movies for yeah. um would you do ants? You know, stuff that's a little bit more obscure we could do bats uh, ants and bats i love there's a lot of good ant films surprisingly that's like phase oh, yeah. four yeah there is like, um, like the movie ants right empire i think there's one empire yeah. of ants there's uh, them you can't them. do them because it's like giant ants that would be a fun one to to put in there oh, the atomic age one different type of ants. oh that's cool yeah that's yeah cool the atomic idea. age yeah, yeah 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 maybe we'll do ants next that you that do one, dinosaurs that fun <laughs> no dinosaurs <laughs> would be fun i have a ton of dinosaur movies man it's so fucking weird there's a re all right there's the relic the relic uh, man the relic the museum one where like the like the old like oh god are... them i hate that movie yeah the, the relic good. like the one from like 95 <laughs> the one from yeah. like 95 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah man i haven't seen that movie forever dude i i do have i watched a copy the, of it. i actually watched it this year i made a list of like probably like the most hundred the hundred most like popular horror movies i hadn't seen whether they're good or not and that one was on it so i watched you it can't even year. see anything in that movie yeah it's not shot well calvero was on that list too so that was cool to knock that out nice. um but yeah the bunch of zoology G shows uh got a, some trilogies some other stuff director spotlights I think we got an OG versus remake somewhere in there that we have planned. So, you know, we'll, we'll be, I, I mean, we, we, we're on a stretch right now. We're going to take a little break, but I'm having a lot of fun with you guys 
doing these. Yeah, shows, I think so. the show after the top ten in 2023 was actually scheduled to be the Offspring trilogy. Yeah, so that's. I think so. Be. It's definitely before the 2011 that it was. And then we yeah. had Can Exploitation Volume One, which is Canadian we're films. I mean, th this Canadian movie right here could have fit that category. Yeah, it's going to be Canadian <laughs> yeah, slashes yeah. essentially. And then we're going to do a serial killer, uh, probably Volume One, but we're going to uh, specify or well, do specifically it's Volume Two. We did. Uh, oh yeah, serial yeah. killers Volume One already. Right, Volume Two, which is going to be Jeffrey Dahmer trilogy of like Dahmer films. And yep. then we do have a blank spot in there. I don't know what that's about. And then it's like OG verse remake, which was what were we going to do? I forgot. Uh, Carnival Souls. Oh, Carnival maybe. Souls. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. And then yeah. that's what, that leading into the top ten of 2011. And then we just have fucking millions of ideas. Actually, yeah, it says Zoology Volume Four was bears, and then five was birds. Bears. <laughs> oh yeah, birds. Remember because okay. I picked I picked birds. up caw because we were going to do caw. Caw, beaks, <laughs> and. Uh, there's another one was a bird demic no no we act i actually have that written down as the trilogy for bird demic that it's gonna that'll be, be that'll be zoology volume 10 birds 2 bird demic trilogy or we can just do an off one and just do bird demic trilogy yeah <laughs> extra whatever. suffering uh, um, what do you guys but, think out there what do you, do you want us to do that it'll be, it'll oh, be god. fine oh god uh, that will that's gonna be tough I picked up that box set, man, from Severin. I was like, I had to do it, dude. If we do it, I'm picking up the box set. That's the cheapest damn thing Severin's released in 10 years. I know. It was <laughs> so fun. It was like 30 bucks. It was I, like a trophy of my suffering. I honestly could not believe um, that they made three of those. Like, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so many, so many cool, cool shows. I, I mean, we have tons more ideas too. Um, I'm sure we'll let the listeners like uh, pick something again in one day you know we'll yeah. get them involved a little bit um but yeah I'm, i've been it, it was a nice stretch dude we went through italian horror month you know halloween uh christmas and now we're kind of in the tail end of the of the you know first half of the season and we'll, we'll be coming back with the top 10 show which is always a fun one. Oh yeah. yeah this is the uh this is the 10th show since we've been back from our break so nice We're pretty good yeah it's been a while since we've had a nice consistent consistent stretch yeah yeah so yeah so next week um or not next week in two weeks man top 10 20. yeah it's gonna be it's fucking crunch time man and it, the thing is it's gonna be tough too man i'm gonna have to get a lot of films watched this week because i'm actually heading to my cabin for uh christmas this year so i'm gonna be out there for like four days so i'm not really gonna be watching too much out there so that's going to be it's going to be have super crunch time man oh yeah i don't know how i'm going to do this but but i mean i, I have a short have list of films a... i got a short list of films that i want to check out hopefully a couple of them come in and shit. so but i don't know man so far i'm just like get this year over with <laughs> like fuck. oh man i just want to <laughs> i just want to focus on the rest of the prep for 2011 and forget 2024 exists until like halfway through the year uh, <laughs> yeah i'm pretty much pumping yeah. the brakes on 2011 and pretty much from yeah. here on out i'm doing only christmas movies uh for the next couple days and then straight into uh 2023 i, I dude it's so weird because i think i'm at like you know 40 some watches or something like that and 2023 like or 11 2023 and there's okay. still so many movies that I have like that I added the late to the list of recommendations that I've heard other people say. So I still I gotta start getting to those. 
Yeah, 2023 is kind of a fire hose. Like, they're just flying out. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm hungry. Need to go eat. So that's it. We're out of here. Check you guys in a couple weeks. Deuces. Cadavers. Cadavers. That's all, folks. Thank <laughs> you.